I want everybody to be happy on Christmas Eve. Tonight, Santa Claus comes. He takes his big bag of toys and slides down the chimney. We're talking Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Hit it. was 1978. Ruffle belts were in. Hungry Hungry Hippos was one of the hottest games. The Volkswagen Beetle stopped production and the Sesame Street gang experienced a great Christmas Eve. I'm your host Jerry D with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. And joining me are not one, but two Totally Rad Christmas all-stars. The first is the host of the Way Cool Jingle Jank podcast, Scott Newman. The second you'll know is one of the L's of Tis the Podcast, Anthony Caruso. Guys, how's it going? I'll let Anthony go first. <laughs> well, hey, it's, uh, it's uh, great to be back, Jerry. Thanks for having me back. Every, t- every time we record, I think it's going to be my last episode because I'm sure I pissed you off and then I get another invite. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot to make me upset, so no worries. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Jerry. This is the first time I've ever been a pod- on a podcast with more than one host, so this is, this is new territory for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll just, uh, I mean, it's fun. We just kind of talk and we'll see what happens. And if we talk over each other, I'll just edit it so that we don't. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> you put more effort into it and, than we do. I just the podcast. <laughs> and I might, I might keep that in even. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited to be on a podcast that I don't have to edit. Yes. That was always my favorite part about being a, a guest on anything is uh, I just show up and talk and then forget it. <laughs> yeah. All I had to do to prepare is just watch Sesame Street. You know, that uh, if I could just do that every time, that would be a dream, honestly. <laughs> I didn't really have to prepare for this one. I've I've been watching Christmas Eve on Sesame Street since I was a wee lad. Same here. This one was one that I, I remember being a big part of my childhood. And then... Um, they kind of stopped showing it for a while and I just, uh, we lost touch with it. You know, we didn't own it on, on VHS or anything, VHS, look at me, uh, on VHS or anything. And um, I didn't rediscover it again until like five or six years ago when my daughter started getting into Sesame Street. And I thought, oh yeah, there was that one that I always watched. So uh, yeah, this one was, was really good. <laughs> I love this one. It's, it's so good. Yeah, I didn't find this until 2012, and I bought it on iTunes. Nice. And yeah, just like you, I had lost touch with this for, I don't know, 20, 25 years maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, we, had a, we had a version that had been taped off of PBS on a VHS tape, you know, like a home version of it that was pretty crummy. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when I saw it, uh, I think we tried to record it on a beta tape. And at the time, we were still new to the whole thing, and we couldn't. <laughs> so we, we ended up not being able to record it, and oh well. I mean, we, do, we did our best to watch it whenever it was on, but uh, that's about it. 
Yeah. And my daughter is eight. She's never been into Sesame Street and I keep trying to get her to enjoy this and she doesn't. She'll uh, sit there, she'll watch it with me and she's humoring me. She's old enough to humor me now, Yeah, <laughs> but she does not like it and she gets bored. I understand. That's how my, my daughter feels about Thundercats. Uh, especially now that they're on Hulu and we've been watching it and, you know, she'll sit there and my son's like way into it. And she just kind of sits there like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be there. Man. You had to be there at the time for Thundercats to understand how groundbreaking it was. Yes. Yeah. Well, Anthony knows, I mean, we were talking Rankin Bass the other day and uh, he's a big Rankin Bass fan as well. And huge Rankin Bass fan. And yeah, I mean the whole style and the animation and it was, it was like sci-fi fantasy and in this cartoon world, but it was smart and, you know, it was just, it was really cool. Yeah, I loved it from the, I saw the very first episode aired on television and I was a huge fan, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No, today. no, so no. Don't let me, don't let me know, take you down Thundercats Lane here. <laughs> well, like I always say, it's not a, it's not a podcast until you go on some tangents. <laughs> uh, that's very true. <laughs> well, Anthony, what, uh, what's your history or, or your experience uh, with uh, Christmas Eve and Sesame Street? So I was a huge fan of Sesame Street growing up. I was in the Elmo years. Uh, um He's a youngin. Yeah, he's a youngin. He doesn't even know who Mr. Hooper was. Oh, I know Mr. Hooper. I remember seeing seeing the episode where he passed away very early. Okay, all right. I remember that too. So that one was can't be that young. Yeah. Um. So I. I don't think I ever saw this as a kid, though. Like I said on Tis the Podcast when we cover this, I um, I knew it was out there, but I don't remember ever seeing it. Then when we watched it for that show earlier this year, as soon as it opens up with the people in full costume skating, I'm like, <laughs> I've seen this before. I've seen it before, but I have been years. I, mm-hmm. I remember bits and pieces, not the whole thing. And when I watched it for our show, I ended up loving it. So this is definitely going into my yearly rotation. Like, it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> so much art. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. There's a there were several moments uh, watching it again, and and this time I, I sat down and, and watched it with all my children, and uh, um, it was I mean I almost teared up a couple of places, which <laughs> I hate to admit on uh, you know on a podcast here, but uh, you know Did what? you tear I mean, up when when Burke gave of... away his paperclip collection? Yep. Is that when you yeah. teared up? <laughs> there's no shame here, Jerry. It's well, all right. You, <laughs> this, this is a safe space. You can talk about about how you felt when you watched the Sesame Street. <laughs> we'll take the Mister Rogers route, and yeah, we'll talk about our feelings and uh, so yeah i mean it seriously it was um it was one of those things where just the uh, and then when mr hooper comes and we'll get into it but when mr hooper comes and gives them their presence that uh, it was like oh it got me it, it, you know just <laughs> my kids and wondering if they would grow up to be that kind and you know i mean it just it was one of those yeah. uh moments. don't give away the breakfast yet jerry we haven't even had coffee yet Come on, man. but you know what's weird is i had a little bit of a different experience when i went and rewatched this in preparation for today it is very different to watch something that you know and love with a pencil and paper in your hand and watch it critically and take notes mm-hmm. and i started noticing things that i've never seen before or, or at least never noticed before. And I've probably seen this 30, 40 times in my life. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into it today. And then uh, I was, th- there's plenty of singing in here. So there was a lot of, there was ample time to go and start doing research on, well, who is that character? And did that person mm-hmm. do anything else? So I am armed with a little bit of knowledge today. Ooh, that's so, what I love. So, so watching it critically with a pen and paper, did it not ruin it for you, but did it... <laughs> You know what I'm it trying was, to say. Yes, I, I yeah. absolutely understand mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. It was not as enjoyable 
because I was, I was starting to see flaws and strange things I'd never noticed before. Like, you know, like, doesn't, doesn't this little girl have parents, you know, like, Gordon's <laughs> I, wonder have her parents. I did so, wonder that. Yeah. You know, like there's no cell phones at the time. Like shouldn't the police be out looking for her? And it was just, it was stuff <laughs> it was, like that, that you just, you, you lose a little bit of the magic when you look too closely. And I don't want to do that again. I, I'm very excited to do this with you guys tonight and have, have fun talking about it. But the next time I watch this and it will be sometime this season, I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I did notice. I, I, that. I, I think part of that was just because it was a different time. You know, it was a, uh, you could just go out and, and stay at your friend's house, stay out playing with friends, but it, you know, just be back when the porch, you know, when the porch light yeah, come on, the street lights were on. Street yeah. lights are on. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is the same era where we didn't wear seatbelts and we would run <laughs> back and forth in the backseat of the car. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, watching Rankin Bass with the critical eye is what did Tom in with those, Oh, specials, yeah. Jerry, because if you go all the way back to year one of our show, he was so excited to do Rudolph. He was, and, yeah. And then he sat down with a pen and paper. It was like, ugh. And it just ruined it for him. And I felt so bad for that. <laughs> well, see, and, and those, and again, we'll get back to Sesame Street in a bit, but those are some that um, I've seen so many times that even seeing them critically doesn't bother me. Just, you know, I, I have the memory, like, like, seared into my brain of, uh, <laughs> of right like everything. there's enough nostalgia for those like yeah. watching it critically and that's kind of how I, I feel about sesame street as well you know it's the same thing it just it, it, it's so good and and yeah there are some flaws but at the same time it's it's got that typical um muppet style um you know writing where that's that's just smart and funny and but also geared towards that certain uh, um, age development um, that it just, it makes it great. And, and I, I definitely, I couldn't do it. And so I, I kind of have to really give them their, you know, lauds for that. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's no way I could write something so smart for kids. I mean, and no. heartfelt again, it's the heart that the, comes with the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I noticed how grimy Sesame street looked. <laughs> What's well, the but, um, so. yeah, well, but, but it's really <laughs> grimy. It's, you know, like, I wouldn't let my kids play there. No, no. Well, well, here's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> this is special, supposedly gives away where Sesame Street's supposed to be. If you look at the subway stop oh, now, mm-hmm. now, judging based on the subway line they're taking and where they take it, mm-hmm. And I know they didn't do their research, given how grimy it was. But according to the special, it's near Park Avenue. And I'm like, that's not Park Avenue. <laughs> that's not Park Avenue. <laughs> that's not Park Avenue. The 86th, <laughs> it's the 86th Street Station, I believe. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's like the A, B, and C line. Yep. See, and I, it's know, like, <laughs> I know nothing about New York except from what I hear or what I've seen on TV and what I hear on uh, Christmas time in the city podcast and, uh, and, and what you mentioned in, on your show. So I, I don't really know anything at all about New York uh, firsthand, even though my brother lives there <laughs> and I've never been, but um, I mean, to me, it seems more like a hell's kitchen kind of a place, you know, like I expect daredevil to come and fight like one of those monsters or something, but <laughs> well, to pull one of my favorite shows, the office. <laughs> when Dwight's referred to Sesame Street, isn't that the one with all the Muppets in the barrio? In the barrio, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you can see that too. <laughs> but I guess we can really just get into the plot now. If we want to nutshell it, essentially, there's a Big Bird 
it kind of has some doubts about Christmas due to Oscar the Grouch. And then, of course, we have some subplots in there. But but that's the the main plot there is, you know, uh, how how does Santa Claus come down the chimney and Big Bird kind of freaks out about it. Yeah. And Oscar the Grouch plants those doubts after going on what I can only assume is most swear-filled tirade, judging from all the stumbling yeah. sounds, <laughs> leaping him out. <laughs> I was I was telling Anthony it kind of made me uh, so on Saturday Night Live um, a couple of, was it a year or two ago they did a, a sketch with David Harbour when he was the host where he was supposed to be Oscar the Grouch and it was like a a dark and gritty like Joker uh, kind of a thing when he was Oscar the Grouch and he puts on the makeup and everything covers himself in trash and he's a trash man anyway but it kind of that little bit right there kind of made me want to see a whole movie of David Harbour as Oscar the Grouch <laughs> I wanted to see that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I found Oscar to be a little darker than I remembered. Same here. Yeah. I mean, I know he always said things like scram and, you know, get lost. But here he was almost like spiteful. and Yeah, he was mean. And uh, for our nutshell here, it's not just that he plants a seed of doubt. He does it in a very spiteful way. Mm-hmm. And he's, it's almost like he's leading. He says, how does Santa Claus <laughs> get down that tiny little chimney when he's so fat? And that's... Not the exact uh, intonation of his voice, but it's kind of similar to that. That was very close, yeah. (laughs) He he didn't push it all the way, though. He didn't come flat out and ruin the... Uh, Yeah, uh, dispute the the, uh, the legend of the disbursement of toys, right? Right. Right. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Uh, But I feel like you need need him to be that for the Linus Hart moment at the end where he feels bad and he's like well i gotta help find him now and yes and remind me of that because we're gonna get to my least favorite line in here spoiler (laughs) alert (laughs) so jerry why don't you start start off here before i get all mad i'm uh, now i'm mad at oscar the grouch (laughs) oh no okay okay so it starts off and at first i did not remember this beginning i remembered most of the special but i didn't remember the beginning uh where they're actually like um, the Mupp- yeah, the Muppets, you know, the Sesame Street gang, uh, which I guess they're Muppets still, but they're ice skating. Yeah. And I didn't remember them ice skating for some reason. But when I saw them, I mean, it just, it looks odd because obviously they're, you know, they're, what is it, the holidays on ice people, I believe, that are, that are doing it. And they got the big Muppet heads on them. And it just, uh, it's Bert and Ernie and Cookie and, uh, you know, the Count. I, lo- I love that the Count was there. That, that made yeah. me really happy. The Count and used you- to be my favorite as a kid. Like my favorite, when my cousin went out to LA, my parents couldn't find like a toy count for me anywhere for some reason. And my cousin found one in the airport, like a stuffed one. And he brought it home. And like, that was my favorite toy nice. for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird to see the Sesame street characters, the puppets, their feet. Cause you don't normally see anything from the waist down because yep. they're, you know, puppets. That, <laughs> so it was odd to see them, you know, in, in full form. It was almost uh anthropomorphic or something mm-hmm. in there and my, the first okay so here's the first thing that i noticed why is there a tree in the middle of the ice skating rink well that's, how, that that's how you know it's not like that's how you know it's not like park avenue or real new york city because they're not skating there at rockefeller center or central park or anything. <laughs> well that's true yeah what, did they put the tree there to hide the hole in the ice or something <laughs> <laughs> but like i um the so seeing the feet for me really dated this special right because if you uh-huh. watch the more the newer muppet movies like the ones of jason siegel and ricky gervais and everything mm-hmm. 
you know, they're clearly, whenever you do see their feet every now and then, it's clearly not an actor. You have enough special right. effects to make it look real. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, that dated this for me. Like, I was telling Jerry before you hopped on, Scott, when you see Oscars walking, that creeps me out. It reminds me of Alf, whenever you saw Alf's full body walking, like, and it's clearly a person yeah. inside of that Muppet. It, like, creeps You're me right. Out he is green time. Alf. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Alf's a bit more witty, but yeah. <laughs> well, you know. But a little more adult. With, for sure. But yeah. it's all, it, all ADR, you know, it's just, it's all, um, you know, the, just voiceover stuff. And of course it's, it's the voice actors doing it, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just filmed from, you know, it's one of, what do they call the wide shot? It's just way out there. And so you can see all the cool skating tricks and they play uh, what's it called crack the whip and, and all that. Uh, yeah. But before they do that, Jerry, they have a uh, big bird skating <laughs> yes. with a, mm-hmm. with a little girl and she's, extremely young she looks Mm -hmm. to be like maybe five or six years old and she's a great skater Mm -hmm. and if i remember correctly tell me if i'm wrong guys this was when they played feliz navidad yes so this was their big spend of the of the show i I don't know how pbs (laughs) afford that maybe maybe it just wasn't a popular song then (laughs) but they do this they do a skating thing and it's pretty it's pretty weird to see big bird on ice skates because big bird is weird to start with yes like how tall is Big Bird? Like seven, eight feet tall? Something like that. Yeah, he's 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 big. I mean, he was big. <laughs> he was big enough. Here's my dark story of the night. He was big enough where he couldn't fit into the Challenger shuttle. They were going to send him up into oh, space yeah. with the teacher yeah. and all those astronauts, and that's when that exploded. Wow. But whenever when they tried to see if the costume could fit in, he didn't. Thank God for the psyches of a million little kids out there. But oh, uh, would have been. Yeah. Worse, oh, to see him just go yellow feathers raining down on the beach. That would have been horrible. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but this it's, scene, it, it's funny because, and and I'm sorry to interrupt here, but no, that's, uh, it's funny because when they were first started skating, and it's actually you know like a like a nice little um, just instrumental. It's a nice slow version of it. You know, do do yeah. do do do. And I remember hearing it, thinking, "Huh, that sounds like Feliz Navidad." And then they you know went to the next line. It's like, yeah, that really does sound like it. And of course, they get through a whole, a whole little section of it, and then all of a sudden the music starts, and it's like, huh, that was Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it but it starts off as Big Bird can't even skate; he can barely even keep you know upright on the ice. And by the end of the song, he's skating around like a pro. So he's a does, super man. fast learner. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. he does. I have to say, if you want, the, everybody, everybody scene. in South Texas is uh, we're, we're all great skaters because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, no. I know what you mean. It's it is kind of weird, and I guess it's just the, the magic of Christmas and the little. Well, that's girl. you're supposed to forget. It's yeah. you're you're supposed to be just you know does dissolve into the the thing and and uh, what is it withhold disbelief. Right. That's the problem with holding a, a pen and paper and trying to do this is that it, you stop suspending disbelief. Mm-hmm, so you look mm-hmm. at it and go, well, well, what's the deal here? Can he skate or can he not skate? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That, that's the stuff that kind of takes away for it. So no, it didn't ruin it, but um, you know, it, we're, I'm definitely casting a critical eye on this. Yeah. It was a neat well, little skating scene. Oh, you think so? I was about to say like this opening scene dragged for me. It felt like it went on forever. But I, I was so happy mean. when Oscar went tumbling down the stairs and we got and we got out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, the, he tumbled down like twenty flights of stairs and went through a wall. Like, <laughs> where was this ice skater ring? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know that yeah, can and, is, it's is pretty funny pretty too if, when you see, when you look at the wall the wall is about a half an inch thick yeah, yeah. <laughs> little kids don't care but i'm looking at it as a homeowner like well gee my, my <laughs> wall isn't you know half inch sheet rock and trivia about that he had a different line when they asked i have that okay. note here too yeah yeah and <laughs> and when i saw that i went back and i watched it and his mouth movement, you know, even though it's it's puppetry, it is completely it's different. different. You can yeah. tell that it is a different line. Do you want to read what the line was, or uh, or do you want me to do it? If you have the exact quote, you do it because I only have the uh, paraphrase. Okay, I have it here from IMDb. It says, "When Big Bird and Patty check on Oscar following his ice skating accident, Oscar's original line was, "Sure, I've been thrown out of better places than that." It was later redubbed in post production to. Let's go back and do it again, because John Stone, the director, considered the original joke too adult-focused. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and it was. That was a good call on John Stone's part. Yeah. It's, it's a good so line, though. Funny, though. It's a good line. <laughs> like, that, li- that line, I feel, was more for the Muppets proper than the Sesame Street Muppets. Yeah, the yeah. Muppets you can get away with a lot more. I mean, their Muppet show itself was uh, a, a lot more adult than uh, than Sesame Street, so... Makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, they do the crack, and, and we, we kind of glossed over it, Jerry. They do crack the whip, and Oscar is <laughs> on the end. He let They let go, he lets go, he and through, he ends yeah. up flying through the wall and down, you know, what appears to be many, many flights of stairs, which doesn't make <laughs> a whole lot of sense. Like, I don't know a lot about New York City, but do they put an ice skating rink on the 13th floor? <laughs> I don't think them? so. I don't think so. I think they would always be afraid it's going to leak down and destroy yeah, that exactly. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I'm going to I'm going to defer to you on that one, Anthony. But uh, <laughs> common sense says probably not. <laughs> yeah. So then they're outside, and that this begins the the. Uh, is it supposed to be New York City, or do they keep it intentionally vague? I think it's supposed to be I think vague. It's supposed to be, okay, but that's, yeah, that's what I thought too. There's, there's, it's never mentioned, right? You know, it's just yeah. Sesame Street. It's you know, any town USA, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's out. You know, they're walking outside, and I don't know if this was just a set dressing or what. But they, they make it look pretty dirty. This, you know, this the walls Ooh, are not yeah. clean. Yeah, and they it, do. It looks yeah. like you're walking through not grimy. the greatest yeah. section of town. <laughs> and it looks like it's look like it looks like you're walking through modern day Harlem. <laughs> yeah okay I, I was trying to be pleasant and polite but yeah you're exactly right it is it's just it's i mean a little sketchy looking yeah what year yeah. was this jerry was this 79 this is 78 yeah yeah this is 78 so this is back when new york was not when new york was still very crime ridden and a yeah, lot more before whoever the mayor was now. cleaned up Times square and all that yeah exactly this was back when you know you had a lot of street walkers and just a lot of mob violence and stuff. So yeah. So if it's meant to be New York, it's probably a decent representation of what it looked like at the time. Yeah. Well, it's a little, so it's a little gritty. We'll leave it at that. And they head for the subway <laughs> station and the subway station is equally gritty. Yeah. Yeah. I Which they still are. Oh, and they, wow. Yeah, that's true. And they buy tokens and, and did you mm-hmm. notice they carried Oscar over the over? The gate? Yeah. Did, yeah. Did they pay for Oscar? I hope so. Otherwise, uh, did you guys see this meme with Oscar? Oh, oh, you can get a ticket for that. <laughs> oh yeah. There's this meme lately where they're going around Facebook with Oscar speaking of him, where it's like the gang chips in to buy him a new house, uh-huh. and he's not used to the area, so you just see this large, amazing kitchen and the garbage can in the corner, and Oscar's eyes are poking out because he's just staying in the can when he has this whole huge house. It's really funny. <laughs> 
Well, that was definitely not the case in this one. That's a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> but they get on the subway car and the subway car is gross looking. Yeah. And that looks pretty true to form uh, from yeah. what I remember 20 years ago of the subway in New York. But that's when we get this great song, True Blue Miracle. And yeah, it is a great song. And you know what's I mean, odd about that? It, that's a, that song's a banger. But you, I don't hear, I don't know about you guys, I don't hear it on the radio. Or, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never heard it outside the context of this show, even though yeah. it's a pretty great song. It is a good song. A I mean, song. It's, it definitely is dated. Like, it's got the, uh, the, the harmonic structure and everything of, like, typical um, late 70s, early 80s, you know, adult contemporary kind of you know, music. So, um, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely dated, but I like it. I like the words, everything about it. It's just, it's really cool. And, um, of course it's sung beautifully, um, by Bob. Did the and, original, uh, yeah. Did the original the, cast sing that? <clears throat> I believe they did actually. Cause it looks like it and it sounds like them. Mm-hmm. I know they, they did, uh, do a lot of their own singing, but okay. I wasn't able to find anything about that particular song. So well, I'm just going to find the song true blue miracle. It's a great song. And they yeah. buy a, uh, I think Gordon buys a uh, Christmas tree. They bring it on the mm-hmm. subway. Yep. You, you and, can see and, it there just laying. On, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and some of the kids are sitting there on the subway. Some of the kids that had been with the adults skating, they're still wearing their skates on their feet. That was a little weird to me. <laughs> I miss I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say they have those little skate guards, the, the, the blade guards that they I can hope walk so. on, but it was weird. <laughs> it was a little weird to me that Gordon bought a tree and brought it on the subway. When you get to Sesame Street, you see they have a little Christmas tree lot later on oh well he wants a good tree he doesn't want i thought you're supposed to buy local come on gordon (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) gordon (laughs) oh man but uh uh, on the subway oscar starts up again with the uh with the you know santa claus and how does he get down the Mm -hmm. chimney and um basically he tells big bird that there's no way santa can come down because he's too big and the chimneys that they have in you know, and their places in Sesame Street are just way too narrow and tiny. And if he can't fit in, then he can't deliver any presents. Right. And this, I appreciated this because, like, they went a little younger, a little more kid-like in this. And it's, this isn't a Joseph Campbell thing here. This is, <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and he, it, it's more like how to, well, how does Santa do what he does? And that's the question Big Bird is yeah, trying to answer. Yeah, that's true. It was posed in a very specific way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. You know, and, and we'll get to it later. There's the, the whole idea of, well, he's obviously done it in the past. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that as a kid, you do not think of that. As an adult, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Come on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, when someone asks you that question, you're, you're in your own head. You're thinking, how does he? Oh, no. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, it, exactly. It's you, specifically you don't think about, well, he did it last room. year in the same chimney. So it must have worked. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, if they had resolved that anyway, we wouldn't even have a plot. So, of course, it <laughs> yeah, works fine there. there. But is, <laughs> yeah. is this the part where, where he, um, where Oscar is, is saying some sort of bad language in the subway uh, uh, <laughs> yes. sound overdoes it so you can't hear the words he's saying? I don't yes. remember the context of it. Yes. He calls him the stupidest bird um, I have ever met. You he are says, so. Blah, 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 blah. He says that he just he he just tightens his belt essentially and uh, and kind of flies down. Is it, I think it's that one. It's either that one or the butter. I don't remember which one it is. But he does say um, like I think he said he tells him yeah I know how he gets down. He just tightens his big old belt and he can fit. And of course that's when he says you're the. <laughs> well, you know I don't know exactly what he says, but it uh, it's not pretty. 
Yeah, and he keeps <laughs> saying ding dong, like something like ding dong, you're wrong. Well, wait a minute, Oscar. <laughs> like, how do you have the answers here? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, he's a grouch, so it, everything's going to... Yeah, but he, he kind of reminds me of House. Big Bird. Like, Go ahead. You know, of uh, Hugh Laurie as, as Dr. House a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a house vibe to him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Just a curmudgeon in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, but he gets Big Bird all up in a tizzy on this yeah. one. Like full-fledged. This is a Big Bird is near panic on this one. Yeah, there's a Luckily. lot of great shots where he like just mugs to the camera and, and you can see the you know the the fear in his eyes, like, oh no, kind of a thing. There's and, a lot of great mugging this special, and we'll get to it later on, but Grover and Cookie Monster do some great mugging. <laughs> I love Grover yeah. later on. Monster. <laughs> and I was appreciating the skill of the puppeteers there because I don't know how they uh, move his actual eyeball, his eyelids over his eyeballs and, and, you know, do all the other stuff uh, while they're in the costume there. There's no way I could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Not a chance. No, they're, they're really skilled, but I do love, so I think this is where they, you know, big birds kind of freaking out. So he and the little girl go to talk to Kermit. And that's Patty. Patty. That's who it is. Yeah. Patty, yep. Yeah. He, he and Patty go talk to Kermit and uh, you know, Kermit's like, well, let's, you know, he, he tries to think about it and he's got that great, uh, you know, he thinks about it, he doesn't know what to say. And then, you know, he's looking off in the distance and he says, well, let's look at it from another angle. And then he just kind of <laughs> turns around. Turns yeah. <laughs> I find the the way they, before, go ahead. I find the way they do Kermit on Sesame Street versus how they do him in the Muppets so different. Like he's so much more, not cynical, but I guess he's more hopeful on the Muppets than he is on Sesame Street. He's more of an adult on Sesame Street. He looked like a a hand inside of a sock. Like, these are obviously the early days. (laughs) Early days, I think they'd only been doing this for five or six years or something at this point, or maybe even less, I'm not sure. But... His his uh his, the actual shape of Kermit's head is kind of rumpled and it, I I can almost see a hand inside of it. It's weird. <laughs> I know it's yeah, just a little yeah. weird. Yeah, I they, they did too, improve yeah. the puppetry later on. Yeah, but anyway, so he says, well, you know, let's uh, who knows more about Santa than kids? So, but I love how he first poses the question, you know, and and they're like elves, Macy's, <laughs> Macy's, yeah. <laughs> Macy's, yeah. <laughs> And so they're, they're going to go on a quest to interview a bunch of children and, you know, one of them, they got to have the answer. And so they'll, they'll get back to him. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that leads to Grover's little bits, which are so funny whenever Grover is dealing with children, when I know, whenever the Muppets in general deal with children, first of all, I like how these real life children just like coddle them like pets, like hug them. Yeah. And like, yeah. as Grover's talking, just stroking his head and like, it was very enamored by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would have done the same thing if I had seen them when I was a kid, you know, I would have been like, <gasps> with these kids, specifically the, the little boy who they role play <laughs> and Grover's being Santa. Yeah. Where he's talking about how do I get out of the house? Go to the front door. <laughs> it's such a bit. The front door's locked. Go to the window. It's just so funny. <laughs> and like just hearing kids' answers, like it's like kids say the darndest thing, right? Like this is how yeah. they actually think Santa operates. It's so cute. yeah, it was not heavily edited in any way. Uh, felt very yeah. authentic. Yeah, like one of those little kids was so stinking cute. The little girl, like she's maybe two or three years yeah. old. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I even looked up the like the credits to see like oh, this kid must have gone on to do great things, and I couldn't find anything, so I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it it's. It, I mean, every single one of their answers was cute and adorable. And uh, I mean, you could see, I could see my children saying something like that. You know, especially my four year old and and well, my two year old wouldn't know what, what's going on. But you know, my my four year old, I could see him saying almost the exact same thing. And I was just waiting for someone to say magic, and no one ever says magic. That's it. That's like the ultimate get out of jail. Yeah, it is. And- <laughs> it, it is the answer. It's the, it's the schoolyard answer to it. He's magic. Boom. It's, yeah. That's it. I mean, he can't is, dispute he... it. You can't prove he's not magic. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But no, I, no um... one does. Lots of cute answers though. Yeah, there were. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what it was? I'm sorry, Jerry. It was when uh, Kermit is going over the answers with Patty. And <laughs> oh yeah. That's back on the street. Great. And like, mm, let's see what we have here. Uh, <laughs> you know, Santa sneaks in with the relatives on Thanksgiving, oh, on Thanksgiving and, and hides, hides. <laughs> hides until Christmas. And Brigber's like, hmm. I don't think so. not. Yeah. <laughs> just great. And I think I appreciated all that stuff more as a parent, you know, because it's, it's relevant to my life and, yeah. and oh, yeah. you know, how do you, well, how do you approach these answers and stuff? The funny thing about that answer was not just that he hides until Christmas, he hides in the hamper. In the hamper, yeah. in the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th- for a second there, they think they have the answer and I don't remember what it was. I'm drawing a blank. And, and, and it was they had a pretty great like you know another mug to the camera there where they realized like wait a minute that's probably not it like and, you know patty puts her head in her hands and and you know big bird's like oh no and it, it was great they 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 set up <laughs> tension in the thing like well no like we thought we were going to have the answer here and we just don't we're going to have to dig deeper mm-hmm. and while this is all going on we also get bert and ernie doing a gift of the magi type thing yeah, and as a kid, I, of course, I did not know it was Gift of the Magi. Yeah, like, I yeah. didn't know it. I probably didn't know what, I, what that was until I was in my thirties. So. Yeah, we don't know Henry, and yeah, exactly. But I think that's what makes it even more touching as a kid because you you don't have that literary background, you know, to understand. You just see that your favorite characters are each giving up something that they really love in order to you know to get something for the other one. So it's the sacrifice, and it just shows that the giving is better than the getting. Yeah, and, you know, you kind of latch on to that because, I mean, if they if someone had told me, oh, yeah, just like in that book, I would have I mean, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> no, <laughs> remember the remember the Simpsons where they did the Christmas Carol with Mr. McGrew and, and Lisa and Bart's like, yeah, they've been milking the writers have been milking that goat for years. Same thing with <laughs> O. Henry here. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. Yep. There's several but, of those. Uh, Christmas. But, um, uh, Bert is sitting <laughs> in the bathtub. Yeah. And for some reason, he doesn't notice that that rubber ducky is in the bathtub, which was weird. Like all of a sudden, he moves and he squeaks. He's like, "What the heck was that?" Well, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, it was the rubber ducky. But he he pulls the rubber ducky up, and I've never noticed how gnarly and nasty rubber ducky looked. Like all the paint's <laughs> chipping off of his face, and it yep. doesn't have the classic rubber ducky shape. It's like this odd, like craned neck thing. It was it was wigging me out when I was I did notice that. that. Yeah, the it, it's got a longer a longer neck. It's a little bit more narrow, like like thinner compared to most rubber ducks that you see, which has the shorter head, you know, the shorter neck on it and the big, the squattier head. And that was one thing I always thought was strange about his rubber duck, because I never found one that looked just like it. No, no. If you came back from some antique fair or something and said, hey, I found a rubber duck from the 30s. I'd say, get that creepy thing away from me. But that's what I think it would look (laughs) like. That's exactly right. (laughs) I bet somebody could get their hands on Ernie's rubber duck, the original. That thing would be worth a lot of money. It should be in the Smithsonian, shouldn't it? (laughs) I would. If it's not. I hope so, yeah. (laughs) You would think, yeah. Yeah, Anyway, it's gross. (laughs) 
<laughs> but so he gets the idea that hey, I'll get him a soap dish to put <laughs> to put his. Which rubber doesn't ducky make on. sense because this is a clawfoot bathtub or at least a standalone bathtub, mm-hmm. and there's nowhere that you would set you a would soap put, dish. No, not it doesn't make there. like you're not going to put it on the water. That's that's not going to work. No. <laughs> so I guess it's just so that. I mean, even if it's on the floor, I guess it doesn't matter. Just some, so that there's some dedicated. Yeah, exactly. Don't read too much ducky. into it. It's a, it's a soap <laughs> dish. It's for rubber ducky. Let's move on. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then they have, um, but Ernie then is, uh, they show, you know, Ernie come home and he's like, Bert, I'm home. And, and he finds one of Bert's paper clips. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand they're making a gag about how every paper clip looks almost identical, but they can tell this is like a 1956, <laughs> 1957 you know, something yeah, yeah. Oh, the one he the one he got at the convention i forgot what the yeah. line was but oh, yes. from office supplies convention or something yeah and he says like oh well, i just had a neo idea i'll get him a cigar box so he'll never lose his paper clips again and then he throws it over his shoulder and i never noticed that before and it made me laugh out loud which again it dates it because you know uh i think nowadays you just say i'd get him some sort of container or or something but a cigar box like in particular i mean yeah totally of its time because i remember keeping trading cards and things in cigar boxes and (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean it's definitely of its time but at the same time it's it's a it almost has a timeless feel because like you said it is one of those one of those stories that writers have been milking for years (laughs) yeah and it's it's also uh it makes you feel really old too because if you think about it a 1956 paperclip was 22 years old when this was filmed and now it's what 70 some odd years old oh man yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so it'd be like kids today thinking about like the well the like right around 2000 oh that's a 2000s paperclip that's old oh (laughs) shut up (laughs) stop talking kids um oh yeah i this reminds me, I don't know why, but it just reminded me of one of the answers that the kids gave was that um, he goes down the chimney with his reindeer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all, all of the reindeer the go down with together? him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do they get in? Tape, <laughs> tape his antlers. <laughs> like, and, the, and that's one of the moments Grover mugs the camera, which I love. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It turns with that big nose. Yeah, that was like, great. It was a great like he, shot, yeah. He gives and a total office reaction it. shot. Yeah. Doesn't he say, and there you have it. And there you have it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yep. what he said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. True story. So, the office, uh, they, they took their whole premise from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Indisputable. Yep. So what happens right after this? Is this when they go uh, to Mr. Hooper's store, or am I jumping ahead? So I think scenes? this is when uh, Bob comes home and he rehearses with the kids. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, yep, you're and, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think for preparation, the, I would have written down all the scenes in order, but no, I didn't. No, this I didn't wrote down the things that stuck out to me. Keep Christmas <laughs> if you all do the year, right? The song. Oh, okay. Rant. It's now it's time for my rant. I okay, hated go, this go song growing up. I absolutely hated this song because every time I'd get all bent out of shape. My, okay, quick backtrack. My, my mother loves <laughs> Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. She was the one that had us watch it every year. It was a family thing. And this stupid song, um, 
when I'd start to get all bent out of shape about Christmas being over, my mom would try to be all sweet and she would sing this song and like, oh, it was supposed to make yeah. it better. It didn't, it made it worse. And I was so <laughs> angry. And now I still don't like this song, like, because it's about Christmas being over and, and that line and presents put away. I'm like, no, you don't put away the presents. <laughs> no, it just you keep playing me, with them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is visceral. I can feel it. It makes me so angry. I hate this song, but go oh, on. We, used to, we used to keep the presents out under the tree until it's time to take the tree down. Like then that's when it would be like, okay, you need to find a place for your new toys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it was yeah, up to me, they'd be out until April. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so well, this, 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 now as adults, we can if we wanted. <laughs> this Although I can't. not my favorite. This song is not my favorite, but there's something you. so comforting about hearing Bob's voice singing that brought me back he to had childhood. A nice, he had a nice voice. I liked it, you know. He does, yeah. yeah. And, and so, a key part of this scene that we didn't even mention here is that I don't know what Bob's girlfriend's name, the, uh, the deaf woman is. Linda. Linda. So yeah. at the so for some reason they uh she is with all these kids uh in his apartment, which is a little weird, and she's <laughs> teaching them to sign this song as a surprise to Bob. And Bob comes in and is surprised that Linda's there. So what that means to me is that all these kids would have been unattended in his apartment <laughs> alone, which is just that's wrong. So, okay, we'll move on from there. So he comes in and he says to Linda, like, hey, you know, and he's, he's signing it. And, and I believe she's, she is legitimately deaf, right? I they, believe they don't, so, yeah. Like, they, that's not really something. Even, even in 1978, <laughs> you wouldn't have made that up. So he signs right. to her and says, hey, you know, well, can you hang out and read a magazine while I practice with the Read kids? a magazine, yeah. No problem. Yeah. And that's the only sign language. No, it's read a, read a magazine. Um, and and they, she says fine, and they he starts you know, playing the piano, and all the kids start signing, and then he's all touched by it. So it's a it's supposed to be this very sweet scene, and it was nice. So I was cynical. Me liked it. So to this day, my on my birthday, my mother, as a child, she had a cassette tape for me. It was called Happy Birthday from Sesame Street, and I had a bunch of songs with all the characters singing it, including the Happy Birthday. So this to this mm-hmm. day, when she calls me on my birthday. It's Big Bird and Cookie Monster and Oscar and everyone. She plays a thing for me on my voicemail, or if I answer, she'll play the whole 30-second happy birthday song with the Muppets singing it. So that's, nice. that's really nice. It doesn't explain why you're dead inside and don't like this scene then. Like, you, you should actually <laughs> like this scene even more. <laughs> oh, man. It's a little too saccharine sweet. It's a little too convenient. Mean. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it is. But it kind of, at the same time, as and an adult the now, Muppets themselves. it kind of reminds me of, it reminds me of Scrooge and his, his weird rant at the end about, you know, if you love that feeling, you'll get greedy for it and you'll want it all through the year. And it's just like, like if Bill Murray, if, if, if that was said by anyone other than Bill Murray, this is what I picture it would sound like. You know, it would be this song. <laughs> yeah, and I, I ranted there about how I don't like the song, but I actually think that this whole idea of keeping Christmas with you all through the year would explain why in August and September, and, and now it's October, I'm recording with a, a Christmas podcast with you guys. I obviously <laughs> took this to heart. So my mom yeah. was right. I'll call her tomorrow and tell her if she's right. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think they got the title for the song, the concept for the song from A Christmas Carol? Isn't that what Scrooge says? Keep Christmas with I you will keep Christmas, the year? yeah. Yeah, throughout right. the year. Could yeah, be. I'd, I'd never put those two together, but yeah, you're right. Same the thing. next song is my favorite. Why, what, all right, so what happens after this scene? So next with, with week, the, I, the right after this scene is with, the, um, I believe this is with Mr. Hooper. I think that's the next part. I think even before the Cookie Monster part, I think it's uh, where they go to Mr. Hooper to to buy the presents. Where, where poor Bert 
Bert and Ernie, yeah. Bert, poor Bert can't even get out. Well, get so it, Ernie, he's choking up so much. Well, yeah. He's asking to visit his paper clip. Yeah, this is the continuation <laughs> of the gift of the Magi here. So mm-hmm. I believe Ernie comes in first. Ernie's first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ernie comes in and he sees Mr. Hooper and, you know, he says, hey, I'd like to, to trade you a rubber ducky for a soap dish. And, uh, c- know, this, this cigar box. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He he wants to trade yeah, rubber ducky for a cigar box for Bert. And right. you know, Mr. Hooper's like, "Are you sure about this?" And he says, "Yeah." And he's obviously very sad. And then on his way out, he's got the cigar box behind, <laughs> behind his back. His back Bert is coming Bert in. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and Bert has Bert does the same song and dance. Uh, he says, "You know," but actually, Bert's a lot funnier about it. Like, Mr. <laughs> Hooper, I have I got a deal. For I've you. got a deal yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> Bert, the used car salesman. So he trades, and I do, here's here's something I have in my notes. So, um, so Mr. Hooper has an empty cigar box. Was that was that an item for sale in his store? Like, isn't that just trash like this reminds me of you go to sam's club and there are empty boxes you just take one like did he he didn't he could have just given it to bert now obviously we wouldn't have a story there if that's yeah, the case yeah. but it bothered me as an adult like just give him the box you know and you know at, at bert uh uh what is it ernie got something of value he got a soap dish i mean that was like a whole 78 cents or something there but uh, <laughs> but bert just took trash or or, or ernie took trash you know I, I don't get it it's just it just bothered me a lot i'm mixing the characters up here but uh, I mean, i'm all in a tizzy about this <laughs> i don't so, know that's a, see that's a really good point and i never questioned it uh it was just one of those things i just watched it was like oh yeah cigar box okay yeah, so well, you, could just, you could write the entire thing off and say, "Oh, well, Mr. Hooper was he, he was going to give up, give the stuff back to them all along. Like there was never malice." Uh, in, I, I was yeah. about to say, like, as ch- because I can't remember <laughs> my feelings watching this as a kid, um, but obviously watching it as an adult, you know, there's no way Mr. Hooper is not going to keep those things. He's going to bring them back to them. Yeah. But as kids, do either of y'all remember? Thinking like, oh my gosh, they're trading away their most beloved item. I do remember yeah, thinking I, that. Yeah, I guess it's the point. I, I I was hung up as an adult watching this because when I, I'm 44 now. Mr. Hooper died when I was growing up. When I was mm-hmm. six years old, he died, and then uh, 11 months later, I, I looked it up because I was like, oh, I I actually remember this. I have very few memories of this age but I was six years old because it was 1982. I looked mm-hmm. it up and I was like, wow, I, re- I remember this. It was powerful. And I remember my mom like saying, Hey, you need to watch this episode. And she didn't, she didn't make too much of a deal of it. She kind of just put me in front of the TV and, you know, let it run its course and uh, kind of watched and see how I took the whole thing. And I don't know how kids today learn about death. Cause this is how I learned about death. Mm-hmm. Me too. Right? Yeah. Me too. Powerful. Same. Mm-hmm. So and, seeing uh, Mr. Hooper, it was kind of a bummer. And then in that process of looking up what the date was, you find out that that actor, I think he was like 78 or something when he died. Yeah, it was he never there. had any kids and he was never married. And he obviously was this person who loved, you know, kids and being part of Sesame Street. So I just kind of, it just kind of hit me in the feels uh, yeah. when I read that and like, all right, well, thanks, Mr. Hooper, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, all the kids that watched the show were his kids, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, Welcome God. to Bummer Talk with Jerry Anthony and Scott. It's like, I'm, like I'm, Santa Claus. He, you know, the, all the children of the world are, are his children. Yeah. Like Santa Claus the movie. Like my Santa Claus movie, Santa yeah. mythology. He couldn't have kids of his own, him and the missus, so they adopt the world's kids. But so yeah, you're saying so, Mr. Hooper is Santa, even though he's Jewish. Yeah. 
I, I like that they put that in. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Let's see, and I love yeah, that. I thought part. that was awesome. Yeah, it was and, very and classic, later on. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to it, but Bert and Ernie say Merry Christmas to him, and they. I just yeah. wish they had said Happy Hanukkah because I just. Yeah, but it felt yeah. more inclusive. I don't know. Yep. You know, maybe that's modern Scott watching it saying, "Oh, they well, should have done yeah, this I mean, right uh, and not assumed everybody celebrates Christmas." But okay, I always try my best, and it's really hard. But I try my best to watch. You know, whatever I'm watching and whenever I cover these shows to, you know, as I would if it was, you know, if I was there in that time. And of course, a lot of times I watch it with today's standards in my head and it's like, oh, that's problematic. or That was cringy. That <laughs> Very cringy but, yeah. but, you know, I try my best uh, as much as I can to think, well, OK, that's it was the 80s. I get it, you know. Yeah, if you're young today, you have no concept of this. Like we, like I said, we we ran around without seatbelts in the car. Our parents smoked with the windows rolled up in the car. It was a whole different. It was a whole time. different Everything thing. Everything yeah. was very different. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. I'm gonna bring down. We just had this beautiful moment talking about Mr. Hooper. So now I'm gonna go the opposite way. I love coming up right now. Oscar song. I hate Christmas. Is that what comes next after this scene? <laughs> Well, actually, I think after this scene was was when uh, they do the scene that we talked about with Grover and the little boy about, uh, okay, no, no. You, oh, you oh okay. So I think that's actually. All right. So that's, that's just next. another flashback to them do interviewing kids. Like, right, right. Kind right. of a running thing. Okay. Um, and then it's Cookie Monster next, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's Cookie Monster. His, uh, his, you know, All right. So, Anthony, put a pin in that one because yeah, you're yeah, thinking really important with the, <laughs> like, that's one of the star moments of this one is, is Oscar's I, song. I feel like, like Anthony uh, identifies with Oscar the Grouch most. He does. <laughs> oh, right now, at my current age, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> it's mine now. But I'm keeping it. <laughs> Cookie Monster, Jerry, is my absolute favorite in this See, special. I loved Cookie Monster. But he was never my favorite until I started watching Sesame Street with my kids. Yep. And my son and my daughter, they love when Cookie Monster interacts either with Ernie or with Kermit. And so we'll watch those over and over again because he is the funniest. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just his, uh, he's a little bit naive. He's also, uh, also, but at the same time, he's also a little cunning, which is like a weird dichotomy that he has there, you know, because sometimes he'll do what he can to trick Ernie out of his cookies. Uh, <laughs> well, do, do you yeah, remember... Uh, follow that bird the theatrical I do remember movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know how they all go looking for Big Bird and they pair up I always loved that they put Cookie Monster and Oscar together in that car <laughs> and Cookie Monster throughout the movie is eating that car and of course Oscar is being Oscar and getting so annoyed with him I loved that dynamic <laughs> yeah and if you're young you've got to remember this is old school Cookie Monster this is he he never ate vegetables for us growing up he <laughs> no. never showed self-control about anything nope. he was all all about eating cookies and it was it was uh, like a, a full-on greed thing. and you can tell this is when they're starting to elongate his neck a tiny bit so over time it he's gotten weird. taller in the when he first if you look like at a slug really like a, old like ones, a yeah he's like snail really coming squatty. out of its shell or something yeah <laughs> so i just assume he's growing He's just growing up, yeah. I guess. But uh, but I think if I remember right, Jerry, the this, this scene starts and uh, Cookie Monster is uh, writing a letter. To he's Santa writing Claus. his letter to Santa, yeah. and he's asking. And he's got for, this giant pencil. He's co- dear Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what me ask for? <laughs> yeah, let me 
what what me ask for and, um, and you know he's he's naming cookies you yeah, know and it was like, rooms, uh, and, I think it was and then it was and like a fortune cookies at one point yeah and he's got he's got a line that i love here and he uh hold on i i, I uh, took a note of it and i don't have it pulled up but figgy he's newtons. he's talking yeah he figgy mm, delicious figgy newtons um <laughs> but he says uh he says like i'll ask for three dozen oatmeal cookies and he goes what the hay four dozen <laughs> and i just love that like what the hay is something i say as an adult and yeah. i just thought it was like a northeastern thing because that's where i grew up but uh, i, I love that that was that's not for kids that was is this is this the same cookie monster scene where he finds out that but okay so i have a quick aside here about this part with cookie monster so as you said jerry mm-hmm. as an adult i started liking this cookie monster character i never really related to him growing up but as an adult, I thought he was very funny. And, you know, my mom's much older now, and she's a very, very thoughtful person. She's very generous. So she sees, and this is around like, I don't know, 2010, 2012, whenever it was. She sees how much I like Cookie Monster. And she takes this to mean that everything that she gets me for the next three years should be Cookie Monster related. So I'm getting like cakes, and I got a T-shirt. I'm like, Mom, I'm, I'm 40 years old. I don't need a Cookie Monster T-shirt here. But she's just being, and she's not going to listen to this thankfully but you know she was just being so thoughtful and trying to find something you know like some some something she could i could relate to and it was very sweet of her but it took forever to break her of the cookie monster thing like no so now we're afraid to tell my mom we like things because you know for fear that's all you know my my wife made the mistake of saying she liked a snowman ornament now we have so many snowman ornaments we have a separate tree of them so so that that was this is the origin of my cookie monster problem for several several years in my life <laughs> I, but, I wouldn't uh, mind like a Cookie Monster shirt, but maybe not. No, 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 yeah. no. This, this was you wouldn't even you wouldn't even take out the mail in this shirt. Like, trust me. <laughs> not to, oh man. Okay, yeah. so so Cookie Monster finishes uh, the, the letter. I don't remember the scene that comes right after that. So but, this is but the, it's the very clear. Up. Like there are actually three separate scenes that are just like this. This is yeah. the very first one with just the pencil. Yeah, it's three little vignettes there. The, the first you're right. It's him writing his letter. He gets so hungry thinking about cookies. He eats his pencil and he doesn't realize it. And then it cuts to Kermit actually summing up all of those. Um, oh, okay. Up, you know all the responses. And in the end, they really don't know. Um, you know, they really don't know what it is that, that, it, yeah. <laughs> they is don't this know the part where they, do they also have Snuppelophagus here uh, trying to, testing out the theory of getting into, putting all his feet into the oil barrel? Like there are a lot of oil barrels on Sesame Street for some yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, how do I get out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah, there's, and, um, it's a great bit it's, there. Yeah. It's Snuppelophagus with a P, right? Not, not an F. Well, I always thought it was Snuffleupagus with an F. But honestly, oh, you know, I have I'll no look idea. that up while we continue here. It's not super important, but I think I'm, I think that's it. But um, his voice was creeping me out in this. Uh, it it almost sounds like he's in like recording in a bathtub or something. <laughs> I don't know if they put it in in post or something. Was this still the stage when they thought that he was still imaginary, or had he already come? Been so I I think this. Well, no, because the little girl can see him too, right? Not just Big Bird. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just looked it up. Uh, we're we're both kind of right here. Okay. It's snuffle upagus. So it's snuffle, and it's, but it's not snuffleupagus. It's snuffle upagus. Okay. Snuffle. So that was the part I was getting wrong. It's it's it is snuffy with an f. Mm-hmm. So I had that part wrong. But the second half is upagus. So 
Uh, and, and I, I th- I'm sure I had that wrong for the first 25 years of my life. Not that it came from much <laughs> in my late twenties, but yeah, just but no, I don't, I don't think this was the, um, this, I don't think this was the era where, uh, people where everybody could see him. I think he was always in, I, th- I thought he was in big birds imagination and kids could see him. Yeah. Kids um, could see him. That's oh, right. okay. It's but not the until pro- I think, when, when but, the adults okay. actually see him. Yeah. So, uh, what was the reasoning behind that? It was something like, not having imaginary friends or, or not shaming people for something like that. Probably. What was it? Yeah. There's always some sort of thing it, like that. It was, um, they changed it to a, um, to everyone realizing he was real because it was about the whole stranger danger thing. They didn't want kids to see big bird talking to a stranger who ran away every time adults came around. Oh, so, okay. All right. Uh, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't think that one through. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so he gets in this oil barrel, and I don't know why there are so many oil barrels on, on Sesame Street, but he's he's got all four feet in there, and this thing, I don't know, this, it's like the size of an elephant. Well, maybe maybe smaller than an elephant, small elephant, baby elephant. Uh, but he's he's in there, and he says, well, how do I get out of here? And that was like the wah, wah kind of thing. <laughs> Because they thought they they thought they had nailed it, they you know because uh, Snuffy mm-hmm. puts like all four feet or paws or claws or whatever those things are. I don't even know what he is. Um, he's I think he's a woolly mammoth or something. Yeah, he's he a puts them all in, and yeah. they think they they figured it out. But he's all he's got is it's like you know just his four feet in there, and he's not actually going down. And now he he's stuck in there and he can't get out. Don't so. they even say something like, okay, now put your put your back feet in or your third foot in. He's like, uh, but Santa Claus only has two feet. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's also got his trunk stuck in there too, which trunk. I liked that. That part made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. That was a good bit. I, I enjoyed Snuffy. I always liked Snuffle Up because he was one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a summation of like, uh, okay, they interviewed kids and they got nowhere with it. So right, that's the end right. of that part, I believe. And now it goes back. It actually cuts back to Cookie Monster. And he's, it's the second vignette with him where he's now typing because he lost his pencil. <laughs> so oh, he, yeah. yeah. He has a typewriter. And, of course, he, he does a... The and whole... it's an old school typewriter. It's, this is not yeah. like what we learned to type on. This is the kind with, you know, two round ribbons on the top. And mm-hmm. it, it's specifically round ribbons because he's, he's, he, he does this funny thing where he's talking and he's, you can tell he's drifting into, into dreaming about cookies. And he's <laughs> round, delicious. And he, you know, grabs the ribbons and he's mm-hmm. eating them. And then he's <laughs> eating the entire typewriter uh, in there. And it just it broke it into, into many, many pieces. At which yeah. point he calls Santa, right? Well, that one's that's the that's, third that's video. Yeah, yeah, by far, yeah. is the funny. That is the funniest one. I think we'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love because he ends it. You know, just again, you, you're right. He's in like one of those. Uh, I guess they'd call it like a a warrior's madness kind of thing, a defeating frenzy, like sharks. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, he's like afterwards he comes out of it and he just looks around. He's like, "We're a typewriter." <laughs> he just, he can't find Uh-oh. his typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, this okay, is so also his where second, get, uh, so his second attempt to to him. write to Santa Claus has failed. Has failed that, as well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so then, what, what came next after that? I'm glad you have notes on this, Jerry. Yeah. yeah so right. this is where. So this is where um, the the Snuffleupagus part actually. And, okay. Uh, and so this is where he. Oh, gets, oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was mixing yep. it up. Thank you. Sorry, ruined it for all of our. Oh no, no, it's. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's and you know what? I'm actually kind. I was actually kind of tempted to take this in. Uh, 
in storylines instead of, of just the, the chronological ordering of it. But uh, I mean, either way, I think yeah, it's fine. Uh, so. It is hard to jump around. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a testament to how well they put the whole thing together. That it yeah, it was edited very like well. The whole thing just flowed. And like, I can't remember when one thing stopped and started. So, all right, hats off to you, John Stone, the director. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is where, um, let's see. Um, okay, so yeah, this is where actually, this is where the scene with, uh, at least in my notes, that's what I have next is the, uh, the, the happy Hanukkah scene. So I guess they're, they're, you know, crossing each other, uh, Bob and Mr. Hooper. And, you know, Bob has that, that happy Hanukkah, Mr. Hooper. And, yeah, and I've got a problem <laughs> with Christmas this scene. There's a, con- there's a continuity problem here too. So really? they're out, yeah, yeah, they're outside and it's still, it's light out. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Hooper is only carrying the two presents for Bert and Ernie. That's all he's carrying. And I think Bob is carrying like a whole stack of them or something, mm-hmm. but it is still light outside. And then, and, and then they, 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 they say their, their goodbyes and they go their own way. And then later on, like very shortly later, it's pitch black outside and Bert and Ernie are going to bed. But oh, okay, just true. suspend disbelief on that one because I think we're at uh, Anthony's favorite part. This is Anthony's favorite part now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oscar yeah. the Grouch's "I Hate Christmas" song. It's amazing. It's so catchy. <laughs> you know, catchy. you know what it, you know what it feels like. It inspired, and it feels like it inspired uh, like Mr. Garrison in South Park or something. Like you know, decade <laughs> decades later. That's, that's like the overtones I felt. Like oh my gosh, this is. You know, like when you when like Christmas time in hell or something, like you're singing that on South Park, you're like, I'm feeling the vibe of I hate Christmas. <laughs> and it's it's really well done too. And, you know, and so I think, many great lyrics in yeah, it. Like Yeah, I think I think what happens is uh so you know, Bob and, and Mr. Hooper they, they go their own way, they mm-hmm. they they say their you know, Merry Christmas goodbyes, and Bob mm-hmm. turns back and says, Hey Mr. Hooper, you know, happy Hanukkah. Happy really Hanukkah, nice. yeah. And then um uh, I think Cookie Mo- or uh, Cookie Monster, they're all monsters in this thing. Oscar, Oscar you know, kind yeah. of pops up and is like, oh, I'm like, I'm so sick of all these people wishing each other Merry Christmas. Is Pretty that how much, it yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, but you're right. There are a lot of great lines in this. Um, I'd rather have a holiday with a lot less joy and flash, a lot less cheerful smiling, and a lot more dirty trash. <laughs> I'd rather have a holiday like normal grouches do. Instead of giving presents, we take presents back from you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of little uh, i'm going to use your word jerry vignettes i'm going to start using this word all over my life for the next week um <laughs> lots of uh, like cute little things where with, like they've got people under the awning of mr hooper's store and, and and oscar hits it with a broom to knock the snow on people like that one stood out to me <laughs> yes. it's just lots of cute stuff and snowballs and, and just being a, a general grouch and anthony did you read that uh, this song was actually cut in, I uh, did. And later, in I, I don't know what release it was. Maybe it's a VHS release or something, but this song was removed. <laughs> they used to show this on Nickelodeon on TV, and they cut it from the Nickelodeon viewings, okay. and, which is so weird to me because there's Probably nothing for like... Time, I bet. Like, yeah, it has I to be for time because it can't be for content. Yeah, it, it probably is the most cuttable scene mm-hmm. if that's not a word but if you think about all the things like this is the one you could cut it out Most and you don't lose anything yeah. mm-hmm. but um i think you lose some good humor about it but it does also just make oscar seem even more like a jerk you know it does, yeah. anthony loses some when, of his joy 
But then at the end, when Maria, you know, like yells at him and he starts to feel bad, I mean, it also kind of diminishes his, uh, his change a little bit. Although I guess he doesn't really change because he keeps teasing Big Bird. And we'll get yeah, to but, it. But, but Jerry, <laughs> so, we, lear- we just learned here that Anthony actually gets his power from Oscar being a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> that actually fills his power meter. And if, if, you, if you watch the Nick version, he didn't, he didn't feel nearly as good. Like right now, if, if you guys could all just see him, he's so full of joy right now thinking I'm about this joy. Song. Yeah, actually, we should screenshot this and put it in the show notes. Oh my gosh! So I, He's glowing. You, you, you so know I what's gotta, interesting though is on the album they don't even have the song. And I have, oh, the, I really? actually have the album. I do have the album. Um, it's on my wow. phone right now. But uh, but apparently, Mike Westfall of Advent Calendar House Podcast says there's a Sesame Street compilation album, not just related to this special on iTunes, which the song is in it, but they change the tempo and everything. So it's more sped up and like even more upbeat, which is. Oh man. No, no. You can't (laughs) do that song. It was perfection. Yeah. It was. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? If you want to hear the song, go to YouTube. I'm sure if you type, I hate Christmas, Oscar the Grouch, it'll come up. Everything in the world is on YouTube. It's the new (laughs) library of Congress. (laughs) Um, I mean, I wouldn't have Jingle Jank is is entirely run on YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is the the whole gist of, of yeah. Your that is that is our yeah. whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll find it there. It's just it's a very cute song. It's well done, uh, mm-hmm. actually. And and Jerry, you're the musician here. I thought it was, it was like it had like a you know it was it was musically it was a cool song. It was a good song. I thought it was well constructed. I mean, just everything about it, uh, like Anthony said, it's catchy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very just, catchy. It, it, yeah, it's a good. It really is a song. Yeah. It's a good. I song. hate Christmas. <laughs> a, nice, a nice beat to it. Very fun. And it gives like, Oscar something to do, and I think that's part of why they had it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's the most expendable bit. But like, if he wasn't in this scene, he wouldn't have been in the special except the beginning and the very end. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. That is true. Yep. But got to be inclusive to green garbage can monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he's orange. <laughs> He was he was orange in the first season. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, oh and it's all gosh. the it's all the gunk and grime that uh, turned him that green. Turned him green. He went to a swamp. I forgot what the swamp was called, <laughs> but that was the explanation for why he turned green between mm-hmm. two seasons. And he just never. Hold bit. on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a minute here. This is this is new information <laughs> in my life that I'm trying to assimilate. I, I don't I don't know of an orange Oscar the Grouch. This yeah. has turned my whole night upside down. It's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's something. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this one up while you guys are talking. <laughs> well, this segs straight into Bert and Ernie. So Mr. Hooper was on his way, and now he's there. And um, so we oh, have Bert Oh, Orange Oscar. Oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. This is awful. <laughs> no, go for it. Just, just go on. No, I, I can't. I'm, you know, that's, this does not exist in the canon for me. Go on. Uh, <laughs> the match, I, I understand. I have my own head canon for several things. Uh, Star wow. Wars with episode six. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> we patience here. This is, this is disconcerting. But yeah, Jerry, I, we still need to do that episode, by the way. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, so Oscar, excuse me, so Bert and Ernie are exchanging their presents. And I love, you know, Bert gives, er, uh, er, Ernie gives Bert his present. And, you know, Bert is so fastidious and, uh, you know, so careful that he's like, oh, maybe I should just, you know, use some scissors. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, everything I about it is, is just so. Uh, oh, Ernie, this is a great, pa- he calls it a packing job. 
Yeah. He says, she did a great <laughs> packing job here. He says, such straight lines on the ribbon. Now maybe if I put finger a finger underneath. under here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just open it, Bert. That's how my cousin opens her gifts and she saves the wrapping paper. And oh, it's well, infuriating. As a, yeah, my mom used to save bows. Like, don't throw out the bows. Well, the bows I get. At least at least that's, yeah. you know, you can tape it on. But, but the wrapping paper, I mean, it seems like you could really only use it for something the same size. I don't know. Yeah, but um, but Jerry, like as as a father now, my lot in life is to walk around with a trash with bag. With the trash bag, that's what we have to do. Pick yeah. up, like like I'm constantly like sweeping up. I'm 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 like a I'm like an usher in the background. <laughs> that's you know, exactly right. It's that's just how me I am sweeping too. things up. Like, that's how my dad still is when we go over to open gifts. Yeah, and when, and uh, when you are blessed with children, you will be the same. I have <laughs> no doubt. The, the duty passes on to you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's one of the passages of fatherhood yep. yeah yeah and you think it's not going to happen to you but it does and, yeah yes you're right yeah. exactly i don't know how, don't know how it happened, so Bert yeah. opens the gift and and it's the cigar box and ernie's so excited he's like it's for your paperclip collection you know come on go get him put it in and of course bert is uh you know he's worried so he immediately changes the subject to uh no 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 open your present <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 this is before mr hooper shows up this, this is, is before just them. he shows up it's, this, this is, is them just exchanging right the uh the cigar box and the soap dish this is the this is the culmination of the gift of the magi i think yes yeah and and so uh then ernie opens his and it's the soap dish and he's like it's beautiful bert you know, he's like, I got it for Rubber Ducky. And, and every time, like on both characters, when they realize that, you know, it's for Rubber Ducky and for the, uh, for the, for the, the paperclip collection, we, we get a musical cue. It's like, boom, you know, and, that, <laughs> and, and they, they kind falls. of freeze and they're afraid. Yeah. yeah. The, it's like an augmented <laughs> chord, Jerry. It's like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, there's or diminished. Is it a diminished chord? No, but, I, I um, believe it's just a minor. Uh, all right. Well, it's, it's very suspenseful. And for all you Gen Z people out there who don't know what Gift of the Magi is, by the way, we've mentioned this about half a dozen times here. It's a story by O. Henry. O. Henry yep. it's, it's a young couple and the, the woman has long, glorious hair and she, um, she cuts it and sells it to buy, I think it's a, like a chain for her husband's pocket watch. Is that mm-hmm. correct? And then the husband uh, sells his gold pocket watch to buy hair clips for his wife and you know the the two of them you know and there is no mr hooper in the o henry story they exchange <laughs> gifts and they realize like you know like and it's actually kind of crummy because uh you know the guy still has a gold chain and but you know it, but uh but her hair will grow back we'll grow back yeah on, on that. but but <laughs> that you know and it's just, and it, just it just wraps up and says like oh you know they they have discovered that the real you know love of christmas is you know i don't know whatever you know the the thought the the selflessness or something like that so yeah you know, and yeah fine it's oh henry go look it up it's at, it's at a library a library is a, a building that has books in it you don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um so uh, yeah so and now they've got the the, the suspenseful you know note here and then i think there's a knock at the door at, at night there's and they just say come on door. in you know yep. oh sure you live in the you live in the seedy part of town you just let anybody in at night on christmas eve go for it you know, <laughs> they didn't say who is it no but i don't know what are you supposed, supposed to be adults i don't know yeah they're, that's true they're supposed to be muppets i guess <laughs> Well, no, because like later on, you see like Elmo has parents. He's not in the special, obviously. Right, He's right. Three Elmo yeah. years, but right. Telly Monster has parents, and you never see that for Bert and Ernie. So I always wondered, are I they actually so. adults? Yeah. Well, the funny thing, well, Anthony, is I was watching this and I was couple? thinking, 
I was like, well, wait a minute. What, what do they, what do they do for jobs? Like, how do they afford to keep the lights on? Like, that's, that was <laughs> I was thinking that too, because both mind. of them say we have no money. It's like, well, maybe they spent all their money on bills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Bert's spending all that money on flying out to Anaheim for the paperclip convention every year. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, the door, and it's uh, Mr. Hooper, and he has presents for them, and so they, you know, they open it up, and um, first, first Bert opens it up, and it's his paperclip collection. Well, hold on, hold on though, Jerry, because this is a line that I actually love in here. Uh, So uh, I think Ernie says like, why don't you go first, Bert? Oh, okay. Hunky dory or something. Right. And then he's like, he's like, okay, so maybe I can, uh, you know, get my finger under this wrapping paper. And then Ernie goes, and I just love that line. It's just the way he says it. And that's all I can think of when I think Ernie. So, you know, he opens it up and and it's the paperclip collection. And it's a, it's a really nice line because, uh, it, he's like, oh, it's my paperclip collection. And Ernie says, how did, well, yeah. how, did how did Mr. Hooper get your paperclip collection? And, I love Mr. and Mr. Hooper Hooper's in the background Never says, mind. Yeah. he says, don't you worry about it. I, or never you mind, whatever he <laughs> yeah. says. And it was just, it was really, really nice. He saves Bert from having to explain, explain. it and, mm-hmm. you know, not having to give up the the joke on it was, was really nice, I thought. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It's because I could see it's something like my grandma would do. Well, you know, don't worry yeah. about it. Just it's. Yep. You know. yep, yep. And uh, so then Imagine. Ernie opens his and of course it's rubber ducky. And the same line. Then Bert has the same line. Like, mm-hmm. well, how, why does Mr. Hooper have rubber ducky? It's and sort of a long what the story. Answer is. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of a long story. It's a long yeah. story or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, they, they look at each other and they say, hey, we, we didn't buy anything for Mr. Hooper. Yeah. And he says, you're wrong, boys. You know, he oh, said, I got part. to see everybody get exactly what they wanted for Christmas. And it was really sweet. It was mm-hmm. a really, really, probably the nicest moment in the in the whole show, I thought. Yeah. The only thing that could have made it nicer, to your point, what you said earlier, Scott, is, is that it said, said Happy Hanukkah instead of Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah, exactly. They say Merry Christmas, and he goes on along his way. I <laughs> wish they had just said Happy Hanukkah, but that's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, he it also, you know, maybe he's just good natured about it. Maybe, maybe he's, a, you know, and and, and you know, I'm I'm rather uh, what is it? Is, is secular the non-religious kind? Yes. Uh, yep. You know, I, I treat the holiday more as secular anyway. It's it, this is just an enjoyable time of year. I don't right, I, I don't right. identify strongly with the religious part of it. So I'm just going to take it that way. He just loves this time of year and seeing people happy and doing nice things. So I'll give Mister I'll give everybody a pass on this one. Well, Mister anyway. Hooper was always uh, you know just kind of friendly and jolly anyway. Sweet, so yeah. I, yeah, just a, you're right. That's the right word. Sweet. He was just a sweet guy anyway. He, he, he was like the grandfather of Sesame Street, right? Like pretty much. On the yeah. Street. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get them singing uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas here. Yeah, and I'll be oh, honest, I hit moment. the plus 30 on this one. I just kept going. <laughs> I loved it. I know. I was, I was, it was, it was like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And, uh, you know, this was like two nights ago. My daughter was sick. So she was actually sleeping next to me. And I was like trying to hold the iPad in such a way that she wasn't bathed in light. So it was, it was a tough situation for everybody. That's, <laughs> so I'm, you're just going to have to give me a pass on this I've one. Been so there, I, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just added some time to it. I'll, I'll, I promise to go back and listen to it later, guys. All right. <laughs> no, okay. But this is when we get to the third of the Cookie Monster bits. And, um, oh, the best one, as Anthony started, <laughs> he alluded to here. This is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so he tries to call Santa. And he an old rotary rotary code. <laughs> yeah, an old rotary phone. I love it. <laughs> and he, yeah, you're right. He actually gets through to him. 
And um, of course, he starts. Well, but hold on, Jerry. He, he while it's ringing, he Santa. I'm sorry, uh, Cookie Monster is having a monologue with himself, like, "Oh, I can't wait to talk to Santa. Here, I'm going to ask him for." And he looks at the phone. He does another one of these like dreamy things. He goes, "Delicious." Cuppy cakes, and he starts eating the, the receiver of the phone. And, and you and can for hear Gen Santa. Z kids out there. That, that's the part that used to be on a coiled wire that you'd hold up to your head. <laughs> phones, you know. yeah, phones used yeah. to be stationary. So, so he's got the he's got the the, the whole hand the, the receiver in his uh, in his stomach, and the, the coiled wire is coming out of his mouth. <laughs> and you can and you can hear Santa Claus. It's ring, yeah, it's ringing, and then it's Santa answers. It. Ho, 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 ho. Hello. Says, Hello. <laughs> Hello. And I have a, I have a, a factoid for you on this one. The voice of Santa is John Stone. Yep. Director. Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. So I thought that <laughs> I was did really that. cool because man, he did a great Santa Claus there. It was a ho, 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 you know, lots of reverb on that. It was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, and then, uh, you know, cookie looks at the camera and says, Oh, or something like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, it's when yeah. Oh my god, I love that. And then when they come in and explain, you leave cookies out for Santa cookie. Oh, that, that comes up like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, uh, do you remember that old meme, the shocked squirrel or the shocked prairie dog or something with the close yeah. zoom in? Yeah. That's exactly what it reminded me of. Cookie Monster's mind was blown by this information. <laughs> 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 so hard. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's the last vignette with uh, Cookie Monster and trying to get in touch with Santa. What happens after this, Jerry? So Big Bird, this is when uh, Big Bird kind of gives up and he, he, you know, Patty goes home. And oh, so he, she leaves. Yeah, Patty leaves. Patty leaves uh, and he just kind of figures, he's like, I've asked everybody, you know. And then he says, wait a minute, I can find out how he gets down. And so he decides to go up on the roof. Of course, we don't yeah, know. We don't up. quite you know, know, we don't that, know yet, that yet. No. We just know that yeah. he goes, he leaves somewhere. He, he trudges off. Patty goes home. And by the way, guys, I looked up because I thought the, the the little girl actor who played Patty must have been very famous. Nope. This was on IMDb. This is all she did. And I'm sure she had a very successful life doing whatever she did. I don't know. Maybe she's an accountant or something. Who knows? But no, she's not a famous actor. Yeah, she'll always have Sesame Street. She'll always have Sesame Street, and and she's Aren't probably. Are Gordon and Maria sister. still on Sesame Street? They are. They eventually leave. Like they can bring Patty back or the young kids. Yeah, they are well, still on Sesame. Street. They've added yeah, a couple of other folks here and there, but um, yeah, there's going to be another Mr. Hooper episode, if you know what I mean. Pretty oof, soon. Yeah. Well, oof. I guess this generation yeah. needs it. Needs it yeah, they do. Yeah. But yeah, so this um, is when Gordon comes home and he talks to Cookie Monster and, and Cookie says all the stuff about <laughs> me, you know, me try to write, you know, letter to Santa Claus, but me got hungry and me ate pencil, you know, <laughs> and yeah. he tells oh, him everything that happens, essentially. Yeah. And, and Gordon says, you know, uh, you know, often people leave gifts for Santa Claus. That great idea. And he says, <laughs> Santa bring one. me cookies. I leave Santa Necktie <laughs> <laughs> or shaving cream, <laughs> <laughs> shaving cream. Yeah, well, actually, Cookie, uh, it's, it's pretty common to leave Santa cookies, and, and that's the yeah, the, that's the close up on his face. Like, his, like Anthony said, his mind is just blown. Like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> What? And this, this is, is very circular here. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like you get edit that music in where it's like, eh, 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 like you know, as it zooms in on his face. But this is when yeah. they find out because Patty goes to tell him that she went to check on Big Bird and he's gone. And so now everybody goes to look for him essentially because he's not in his nest and he was acting funny. And 
Yeah, that, that's right. And you know what? I, I thought of something, though. Like this whole thing with, with Cookie Monster, and now he's got to leave cookies to get cookies, it, and it's very circular. This kind of reminded me of um, my sister lives on the other side of the country. She has a kid. I have a kid. So it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'll buy a gift for your kid, and you will buy a gift for my kid, and we're going to net even on this. And finally, it's like, just buy your kid something and say it's for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do the same thing. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know just keep it around. I don't know, 50 bucks. All right, done. You know, it was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm going through all this work to get cookies and now I've got to give away cookies. <laughs> and I think even as a kid, like that, that kind of resonated with me. Like, wait a yeah. minute, this is a raw deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the giving. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. It is. <laughs> Oh man! So they you don't, all... you don't, when you're a kid, you don't think about the giving part. No, you don't. Christmas. I mean, that's why Christmas was like my favorite, and Santa was like it my was favorite. the getting. I'll admit it. I'll admit yep. it to same, anybody who listens. Same here. Now, of course, it's about the. For me, it's about the giving. Now, my wife and I don't even exchange presents. We just we buy we we take the money that we would have bought each other. We've done this since we first started dating 15 years ago, <laughs> and we buy toys and we donate them. You know, and and it, we just don't need anything we don't yeah. want for anything in our life and i yeah. just it's just not important to me at all now we do it just so because my daughter's like what do you mean you don't have a present for dad I'm like okay all right well, fine you know necktie you know whatever but um <laughs> shaving you know, but it's it's it's, it's a, yeah as an adult you watch this this uh i almost called this a film this is not a film uh you watch this show a little differently yeah yeah for it's sure for sure definitely but yeah, so they all go look for Big Bird, and we discover that he's actually on the roof. And uh, he looks he's like he's trying. about to die of frostbite. The way <laughs> he's got they the have little icicles on his ice. beak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so here, here's where I have to admit how stupid I was to all the listeners here, because I was watching oh, no. this, and I said, wait a minute. I said, birds are cold-blooded. No, birds are not cold-blooded, no, Scott. They're <laughs> no, they're not. They're absolutely not. Um, and, and I looked that up, and I was like, wow, that was really dumb. Because I was really mad at them for a minute. Like, why are they teaching people that birds can feel cold if they're cold-blooded? Because they've got him, he, and he's, he, you know, Big Bird's sitting there, and he's going, and he's got the icicle out the, the, icicles the end of his feet, nose. Yeah. And he said, I'm freezing my giblets off here, which I thought was kind of an adult line. I don't know. It made me laugh, though. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, it didn't make me laugh. But now I thought that was pretty funny. That was, a little, that was almost a little blue there. <laughs> but, but yeah, so he goes up. You see the scene where Big Bird goes up to the roof, uh, and it's you know equally seedy as everywhere else on Sesame Street. And yeah, and he he walks up to a he walks up to a pigeon coop, which I think is very yeah. weird. And he's like, "How's it going, fellas?" Because that would be like you and, uh, and me walking down to a basement, going up to a cage full of humans. Like, "How's it going, guys?" And then we go about our way like it's nothing. But you know, okay. I will, so. I will say I appreciated the skyline of Sesame Street at night. I thought that was very cool. It was, it was something cool. you get yeah. an average episode. And I we haven't really touched on it yet, but Sesame Street in dark, decked out for Christmas, the lights and everything looked really. That was cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really Darkness cool. hides a lot. Yeah. Yep. I look awesome at night. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, Big Bird also walks, we, we walks away from the pigeon coop, and then there are more pigeons on the ledge, which is odd. <laughs> Shouldn't you guys be in the coop? But he, he, they, they very clearly like look at the uh, chimney pipe, mm-hmm. and, and he says, and, and, uh, Big Bird is having a monologue and it says, mm-hmm. yeah, how does he fit down this thing? And this thing is maybe six inches wide and yeah. there is steam coming out of it. 
you know, or, or, you know, the visual vi- a vapor, right. visible vapor coming out of this, like, well, we haven't even touched on the fact that this thing is on, but okay, you know, go on. Um, so that, so that's, they, they kind of like tie a nice bow on that. Like, yeah, this thing is really small and, and you feel for Big Bird at that point. Like he is mm-hmm. really worried about how could Santa possibly get down this thing. And I think he just like mm-hmm. sits down on a, a peach, you know, a crate or something that's sitting that, you know, coincidentally just sitting right there. And then it starts to snow if, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he falls asleep and, uh, cause you can see him snoring later on, but yeah, everybody's frantic looking for him. Oh, he even mentions that Jerry. He says like, Oh, look at everybody down there. They're running around like ants. I wonder <laughs> yeah, what they're yeah. looking for. And they're going like big bird. Like, oh, okay. And, lack and of they're so crazy bird. that Maria yeah. even like, hammers on oscar's can and she like tells him off essentially (laughs) yeah i liked that like that part was that part was it it almost felt real i know this whole thing isn't real so you know come on bear with me here yeah but it felt very honest like how angry she was like you know you've done this you've got him all upset and now he's missing and it's christmas eve and this is all your fault and it was it was good. And at first he kind of plays it off. You know, she's like, oh, he'll come back. He's part homing pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> but she legitimately guilts him and he yeah. feels sorry. And he's like, I guess I'm, I'm going to go out and help go find him, him and then apologize. Him. Yeah. yeah. And you feel like this is a redemption part and we'll get to why it's not in a minute, but in a couple of minutes, but you know, he's like, all right, I'll go find him. And, and you think he's turning it around. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been gone a long way to actually have Oscar be the one to find him by the way. Like, I don't know why they didn't do that. You know, that would have been very cool. Now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, like in a much mm-hmm. more cinematic way, you could have That's what had you him have find been. him, yeah. had him apologize, you know, talk about, you know, uh, faith or something, you know, like, you know, not having to see every, you know, everything to, uh, to experience in life or something. I don't know. Would have been a completely different show though. So yeah. that doesn't <laughs> yeah. work, but yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I agree. But in the meantime, um, you hear the sleigh bells, and then Big Bird, you know, wakes up and. No, uh, hold on, Jerry. This is a creepy scene. <laughs> creepy. And you know How what so? I'm talking about, Anthony? Because <laughs> yes, so? they've they've got Big Bird. He's sitting there. He's snoring. He's got the icicles. He's covered in snow, and your sleigh bells, <laughs> and all you see is a shadow cast over him like this could be straight out of a horror movie and i looked i looked really close there there's no obvious like santa hat silhouette or anything it's just a dark silhouette over him and you hear boots trudging and then and that's it it's like for a minute i was like wait a minute this is not right and then i think they they kind of play some sound effect, right? And that's supposed to kind of denote the, well, this was the magic of Santa Claus at this point. And, you know, everything, all is forgiven, you know, kind of thing. Like he must have delivered his toys. You heard some sound that denoted this. That's all I could take away from it. But, you know, it just bothered me that they didn't make it very clear that it was Santa. Right. <laughs> Dark and brooding. There was like, sleigh bells. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. It was like, it's like Psycho or something. Krampus also has sleigh bells, Jerry. <laughs> Krampus. Well, that's Krampus. true. That would have been a wholly different episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yes, he wakes up. He says the Friesman's giblets line. And I hold my, like, yeah, I'm my giblets go and get warmed up. And so then, my giblets out or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes inside and they're like, Big Bird. He's like, Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I, I went up. Well, this the- is this is the part that bothered me though, Jerry. Sorry to keep interrupting you there. But no, this, no, it's this okay. One, this it's one okay. really struck home with me. So so they're uh, as Big Bird is walking down the stairs, we don't yet see him. Gordon has Patty on his shoulder, and they're, it's obviously late at night. Mm-hmm. It's very, very dark out. That's all we know. There's no, right. there's no time on Sesame Street. But they say, like, oh, it's okay, Patty. We'll, we'll figure something out. Like, let's just warm up here. And that's what I'm thinking, like, doesn't Patty have parents? <laughs> Aren't they worried about where she is? Because they just took off looking for the bird. And that that like as a parent it was like whoa 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 you, you know you, you gotta you gotta let the parents know where the kid is kind of thing but yeah, uh, you know yeah. different time you, know, you, you you go out for three or four days at a time as a child I guess I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well it's all Christmas Eve so I guess uh... <laughs> yeah and it's Christmas Eve exactly like you're not home with your family so why wouldn't okay. you be with your family yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> Hmm. So yeah, so then uh, then you see Big Bird come out, you know, down the stairs in the background of the shot. Big Bird mm-hmm. and and I like um <laughs> like it felt very honest to me because Gordon at first is like, "Hey, hey, are you okay?" And then he's like, "Where have you been?" And that yeah. would be my like, <laughs> yes, I would yeah. just be irate. And like these are the things that I have to work on as a parent. Like you have to start from a, a you know, positive place before you get right into the negative here. And it's like no, I'd be so mad that yeah. I was out oh, looking yeah, for too. you. Where in the world were you? <laughs> you didn't have your cell phone on, Bert or, or Big Bird? Come on, you know. <laughs> well, he came home. He was part homie. Yeah, pigeon. and he says, "Well, he says, oh, I went upstairs. I went up to see, uh, you know, how Santa comes down the chimney, and and I didn't see him, but I'm going right back up." And he goes, "Oh no, you're not." And they yeah. actually physically drag him through the door which was kind of a funny scene and he's like well oscar said you know if santa couldn't get down then no one would get any presents and so he gordon actually so he's like does it look like no one's yeah they pull him into gordon's apartment and santa has obviously been there there's (laughs) the light the harp music you know and and the you know the swell of the music and you look around he said does it does it look like santa had any problem getting in here Mm mm-hmm or something like that. It's not the exact line. It's like, but, but how does cool he stuff. do it? I, you know, well, well, why why do, you why, know, and he's like, well, why do you need to know? Cause it's important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, and that's when we get another lesson. It's like, no, that's not what's important. What's important is that, you know, we lost you and we were worried about you and now you're back safe and sound and we're all together for Christmas. And then of course he sings a, he, he, it's like a little reprise, you know, and if that isn't a true blue miracle, I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah. So then, of course, Oscar comes in and uh, he he kind of half, off the Easter bunny. He half apologizes, but then he <laughs> teases him again. About- <laughs> oh, I'm still mad about this. I'm still, I'm just still mad because you think that Oscar, this is the redemption of Oscar the Grouch, and it is not. You know, he says, "Hey, I'm sorry about this," and and he says, "Hey." How do you think the Easter bunny hides all those eggs in one night? And then they, you know, like they go back to Big Bird. And now his mouth is like, you know, whatever. His beak is uh, like shaking. He's all worried. Yeah, he's I, was so, yeah. I was so mad. Like as a parent, like that's why you just want to smack the other kid. Like, what are you doing here? Like, stop it. Um, and, and it just, it bothered me so much. I wish they hadn't done that. And, I, yeah. I, and they even like did like the music. And like, like it's supposed to be funny. I didn't find it funny. It just made me like you didn't learn a darn thing, did you, Oscar? You know what? Me, though, so I'm still I'm still fired up about this. You know, I guess he just he really wouldn't be the same Oscar the Grouch if he didn't do that. 
But I know what you mean. I, I thought... I like stories with happy on, endings, man. and I, I think do most too. people yeah. do. Do you remember Futurama? You remember that show? I love and Futurama, like, yeah. Yeah, and like they were talking about something in there, and they t- talked about how uh, like the show wasn't clever. And, and I think Fry said, you know, people don't like things that are clever, you know? And that's how I feel about <laughs> this. Like, I want this thing to wrap up nicely with a bow. Just make me happy at the end here. Everybody learned a lesson, and it's done. Yep. And I think that's how a modern show would be. This is not a modern show. Uh, and nope. tell me if if you think I'm wrong, but I I really I really feel like they would have tried to solve the quote unquote Oscar problem in a in a modern uh, show. I think it depends. Well, I think I think at least <laughs> modern shows would have it where the Oscar problem was solved for the episode, and then the next episode is right back to who he normally is. That would have been true, fine. Yeah. That would have yeah. been fine, but that's not what happened here, and I'm still fired right. up about it. <laughs> you know, Oscar's gonna Oscar. <laughs> and then they, uh, so they, I believe that's the end of the episode, except that's for it, a yeah. little cutscene, which we'll talk about in a minute. But they play the, um, they play True Blue Miracle again, Jerry. No, no um, Gordon sings it, but then after that, it's oh, keep Christmas the, the, the with keep you, Christmas, yeah, keep Christmas oh, yeah. And, with you. and okay, so this is 1978, right? And special effects were not what they are today. These are about the worst overlays on screen that you've ever seen. <laughs> they are pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, actually, you know, if they, if if George Lucas was doing the the Star Wars, crawl, you know, crawl in the same year, like they could have taken a page from that because this was bad, like bad. It looked like it was drawn uh, like in white marker on glass, and they shot through it or something. They, they got that PBS budget though. They spent it yeah, all. Yeah, that's they spent true. it all like, on uh, have yourself yeah. a happy little Christmas. <laughs> they spent it all on Oscar going through the sheet roll, sheet rock, <laughs> sheet rock. Yeah, <laughs> that and uh, Feliz Navidad. And they Feliz Navidad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then at the very at, so after the, that the they tag, go back yeah. to Gordon's apartment, right? <laughs> the Intag, yeah. It's in Gordon's apartment, you're right. Mm-hmm. Intag, you're fancy, Jerry. I didn't know it was called that. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but that's what I call it. Okay. Uh, Although growing up, I think we called it the little ending. You know, the little ending. Yeah, but so, so um, uh, who is it? It's Cookie Monster. It's Cookie is, Monster. He's laying on the floor like, oh, and they look around and he's eating the entire Christmas tree, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's, I have he to says, admit, I actually forgot to watch line. this the other, I, I, um, I, I just closed it out the other night and didn't watch this part. I'm just remembering it from memory here. And he said something like, <laughs> like, oh, Scotch pine is better or something like that. Yeah, we're talking about the, the Douglas fir give me heartburn. heartburn. and then he's just burping like the whole time (laughs) they're like oh cookie monster i'd be furious oh i would too my ornaments i have in my notes here that that tree was really tacky looking you know when they when they go back to it it was very 70s it was so 70s i mean this thing looks like they dumped a garbage bag of tinsel over it it's funny because looking at some uh, some pictures of when I was growing up, I mean, a lot of our trees look very similar. <laughs> so it's definitely the style of the time. But <laughs> I, it reminded me, honestly, a little bit of um, a Christmas stories tree. This tree in mm. a Christmas story, yeah, which is yeah. not a nice tree either. And no, I'm it is not. I'm, I'm, Jerry, you're the Christmas tree expert in the bunch here, but I'm from a German <laughs> family, and we always had a, an artificial tree growing up because my mom wanted the tree to look perfect she said yeah, real trees yeah. don't look perfect like like they do in cards so we always had this absolutely perfect tree and my parents would spend hours stringing the lights on it each year yeah, so yeah. to see a tree like that with you know like, that thing looked 
like like it had seen better days. Um, that, <laughs> That's true. That does not register as a Christmas tree in my book, you know, because mine I are perfectly you. triangular yeah. and, you know, we we had uh, we had live trees for a while, and then uh, my brother, the youngest, uh, was very allergic. And I don't know, we ended up having to move to to the fake trees. And so that's what we've had ever since. And you're right, they're a lot easier. They're, you know, uh, they they're last longer, obviously. And so you can keep it up longer and things like that. And so um, there's a lot of benefits to it. But at the same time, you know, I do kind of miss a little bit that uh, that real tree feel, but not enough to actually go get one. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned this on the, the total Christmas podcast. Like one of the things we used to do when we lived in Florida is we would go to Lowe's mm-hmm. and we would, they would have an outside tent with all the, the live Christmas trees in there because in Florida, uh, the garden center is year round. You know, oh, okay. where I am now in Colorado, the garden center is completely empty. They just throw the trees in there, but they would actually put it in a standalone tent in in Lowe's and, and Home Depot in Florida. And the cool thing about the tent was it kept the smell in like really, really strong. Really? So, yeah. So every year my wife and I, uh, we would just, you know, we would walk, she was my fiance or a girlfriend. Then we would just, we would uh, go and we would walk into the tent and the person was always like, Hey, can I help you? And I said, no, we're just here to smell. And we just walk around <laughs> and, and see the trees and kind of appreciate it. Cause they, they do, they smell amazing, yeah. but you know, we're kind of neat freaks and, and perfectionists. So, uh, you know, that's just, and that's just not how I grew up. So I like the, I like the trees, but you know, not that one in Gordon's place. Yeah. Yeah. There's a long aside on there. Sorry. No, no, that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. But it does uh, actually bring me to a question that I got to ask you guys. What would you say is your hap, hap, happiest moment or memory of this special here? You go first, Anthony. Every time, Jerry, I know this question is coming. (laughs) You want me to go while you think about it? You you can go. Yep. Okay. Um, Really, Jerry, it's all three vignettes with Cookie Monster, but the last one with the... um, with the phone, I just think is the funniest. And for some reason, when he looks at the receiver of the phone and he says, these look like cuppy cakes. <laughs> That's just very funny to me. It's not even that funny. Um, I, I think, you know, we were, uh, the whole family was watching it one one year and we had done all the, the work of cooking and cleaning up and, you know, presents, everything. We were almost like punch drunk with tiredness, not, not actually drunk, but <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. watching it. And like, we were just in hysterics over it. And that uh, brings back a memory for me. So Cookie Monster, just in general, but specifically that line would be my hap, hap, happiest uh, memory from this nice. special. That's a good one. Anthony? Mine would probably be uh, when Mr. Hooper comes and gives Bert and Ernie back their yeah. gifts. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, says, you know, nice. his Christmas gift from them is, you know, just seeing them happy, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they all sing, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Well, now it I got to pick something all the else. Feels. And Anthony, knowing the backstory of that actor and that he didn't have kids and he just did this for the love of it, it actually adds to it. It feels so authentic. I think that is the sweetest, most touching moment yeah mm-hmm. uh, of this sure. i think i said it was something else i changed my mind this is my final answer that i, I agree with you this was that was the <laughs> nicest part of well, this whole thing let's make it a treble so I, that's actually mine too uh huh? so Very my good. favorite memory if i had to go with the memory it would be um watching it in our i think back then we still had the mobile home and you know just sitting on the couch and it was you know just this, this wonderful time uh you know everything was great but as far as favorite moment in the actual episode it's that part there and you know 
everything about it. We didn't get anything for him. And yeah, yeah. he's like, nope, you, <laughs> was nice. you're wrong. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool. But that brings me to my next section, which is my favorite part of this uh, show. And that's what I, a little segment I like to call gag me with the spoon. So this is where we do our, <laughs> our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. And, um, as the guests, I will let y'all go first. It doesn't matter who wants to go first. Just kind of set up the scene for us, and then we'll let it. We'll let the voters uh, decide, and and this uh, will be for bragging rights. <laughs> Ultimate I'll, I'll go, Street Champ. I'll go first, and Jerry, right. because this whole special to me is near perfection. I don't have a scene I like actually hate. Okay. I can't say it's my least favorite quote. It's one of my right, favorite right. quotes. So I'm going to, this is Cookie Monster writing his letter to Santa Claus. <laughs> oh. Is that what you were going to do? No, that's my favorite. Oh, this is okay. your least favorite. That's okay. That's all right. This is why restaurants have menus. We don't all eat steak, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerry, my, my, my least favorite part, which is kind of a stretch, uh, it's only one single line. And we didn't mention it in here, but I do have it in my notes. It's when they're outside of Gordon's apartment and Big Bird had just come down and, you know, they, hey, where have you been? And he said, uh, he says, um, but, but what if Santa is stuck in a chimney somewhere? Or what if he's stacked over Kennedy? And I just, that line just, it was obviously not for kids. It no. doesn't make sense to kids. <laughs> and it's not even, I guess it was, it's kind of a chuckle. But at this point, I don't know, like it just, I was like, that sucked yeah. when I heard it. So I didn't like that. And I guess that you know, if it's Kennedy, wouldn't wouldn't he be in New York then? Is so. Kennedy Airport in New York? So it's in New York. It's definitely New Oops, York. Gave that yeah. one away. Sorry, sorry, kids. But no, I didn't like that. I mean, what if he stacked over Kennedy? I just don't like it because it's not a line for kids. Yeah, I got you. So Anthony, are you going to give us your best Cookie Monster? <laughs> my best Cookie Monster. My worst Cookie Monster. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're Santa. Oh, what me ask for? What else? <laughs> Cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two dozen coconut macaroons. No, 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 no. Maybe a pound and a half of figgy newtons. Oh, me getting hungry. Me love cookies. Oatmeal cookies. Me ask for three dozen. Oh, what the hey? Four dozen. Four dozen. <laughs> <laughs> or how about banana cookies? Or prune cookies? Chocolate-covered marshmallow with jelly inside cookies. You got to write that down. Or a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I'm laughing so hard. I'm coughing now. Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> no problem. Oh, man. That, all right. Wow. So, that one doesn't win. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be better than mine. Mine is uh, Snuffy. And uh, it's, not yeah. that it, it's not that I didn't like the line. It's a funny line. What I didn't like about it was that he had Big Bird like, like convinced that everything was fine. If he had to, well, like, why did he keep questioning? If he had just stopped questioning or if he didn't end, you know, say this line here, Big Bird would have dropped the whole thing. And uh, so it's, you know, it's after he's got all his feet in the barrel. Mm. And uh, so he says, you know, now that we, let's see. Okay. Now that we know how Santa gets into the chimney, how does he get out? <laughs> so not a very good stuffy, but you <laughs> yeah. know, I, I did what I could. Jerry, yeah, his I, voice I is so man. creepy. 
I, I was about to say, I love you, man, but that sounded like Snuffy was uh, trying to lure kids into a van. Right yeah, it does. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I told you, I'm not a good Snuffy. But... I don't know, big bird. It's like, ugh. ugh. <laughs> so, I will hear my arm stand up. Uh, yeah. to, to vote and see who, which one of us had the best. And apparently it's definitely not me, especially since I have never won yet. So <laughs> Maybe they'll throw me a bone this time. The way it should be, Jerry. It's just, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, so man, this but... is this is good, Jerry. I'm actually prepared for your next segment here. No, oh, there we go. Okay, so oh, good. So you, you get to do this one first. So, yeah, so um, you introduce it. If GI Joe, you know, they taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you guys think is the other half? Okay, I'm going to go first here. Okay, I, this one actually struck me in the shower. So <laughs> this is. I'm going to take a more philosophical approach to this one. Okay. And it was probably because I was listening to a, a, a like a Buddhism podcast while I was mowing the lawn. So <laughs> if if Big Bird had just you know given up his desire to know the answer to this, he would have been free of all the suffering that he de- that he had to deal with throughout this episode. If mm-hmm. he had just let go of the need to know, everything would have still turned out the same. And he would have had a great Christmas Eve. He wouldn't have been sitting on the roof and freezing and worrying and panicking the whole time. It's true. So that's, that's what I was thinking of. If he had just, you know, I don't know, it's, it's not quite faith, but it's like, you know, you know, giving up this, this, this unnecessary need to have the answer, to find out the answer, because he's already come every year. You've always gotten presents, you know, just, just relax and enjoy it. And he could have had just a much better Christmas Eve. So that would be my answer. That would be the other half on this one. Right on. That's good. What about you, Anthony? If knowing is half the battle, living in a town where you have a, your very own Mr. Hooper is the second half. Oh, it's like, oh, automatically better. Okay. Well, I can't top either of those. That was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, okay. because we wouldn't go to Mr. Hooper's store these days. We'd go to Bed Bath & Beyond. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. well, you know, I'll, if you're get, I'll for, get Bert a Tupperware. I was going to say, if you're looking for something for Bert, you'd go to the container store. <laughs> 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 but uh, so for me, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is uh, don't make girls named Maria mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh man! I guess it's cre- keep Christmas with you all through the years. The you know what? That really is the other half of the battle. Yeah. That would be the one. That, that's the takeaway from this. But what a uh, and it, fun special. And you know, there was a there was another Sesame Street Christmas special this same year, and Jack Ford did it on the Total Christmas podcast. I've never seen it. I never have this either. Was, this was the popular one, it, and I don't even know the name of it. I know I'm I'm correct that there was another one that was a much it was a panned, much less popular one this hmm. exact same year. What yeah, was it called? Won an Emmy for uh, outstanding children's program, in uh, you know in seventy nine for it. And oh, they did. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, I think didn't they win a? Did they? Oh, win uh, it was called the a special audience? Sesame Street Christmas. There you go. That's what that one was called. Yeah, and you can um, you can find an episode of the Total Christmas podcast where he goes over the whole thing. It was all brand new to me. I'd never heard of it because mm-hmm. I am a Christmas Eve on Sesame Street truther. This is the only one I know and the only one I will accept. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I, um, Jerry, did I read that they they won a Grammy for one of the songs? Maybe. Um, I didn't find that out. Um, well, let me I wouldn't doubt it. They are good. They are good songs. Let's see. It's very possible. Oh, but Barkley was in a special Sesame Street Christmas. Well, that's that's Barkley's one. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Barkley. 
Yeah, I don't I don't see anything here about the Grammy. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just making it. things up. I was tired. <laughs> I don't know. My, my kid was sick. I don't know. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? If if it didn't, it should have. And so we can, uh, we'll spread that around. Oh, the name Carol. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page. For Carol uh, Hall. Carol, yeah. Spinney, Carol Spinney was the, um, the puppeteer Bird, inside yeah. of Big Bird. Mm-hmm. And I think he died. He did just uh, pass away year. recently. Yeah. Yeah. And was he tall? He must have been tall. Well, he wasn't eight feet tall. tall, of course. But, <laughs> but you know, you, you can't be of diminutive stature inside of the, the Big Bird costume. It just wouldn't work, would it? Actually, he was only 5'10". Let's just look it up. Oh, okay. How about just... that? Yeah, they won a 1979 Emmy Award for Outstanding Children's Program. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah, and then it, this is the line, and you've already looked it up, but it was one of uh, one of. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street's competitors that year was a lesser-known, critically panned Sesame Street special on CBS called a special Christmas, uh, a special Sesame Street Christmas. So just like you said now. there, yeah, yeah, it really makes me want to watch it. I'm not sure it could. I, it has any place in my life. I don't know. I don't think I could accept it. I, sorry. <laughs> no, this sounds, well, on, this sounds like fake news to me. Yeah, it is. On okay. Note. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing, Jerry. Okay, um, go for it. Uh, the Christmas Eve on Sesame Street album features several songs from the television <laughs> special, along with narration. It does. It have was narration, nominated yeah. for a Grammy Award, but it lost to another Sesame Street record. So that's what I was remembering. It was nominated. It did not win. Gotcha. Yeah, at least I hadn't totally lost my mind. Guys, it's been a blast talking with oh. you about the special. Uh, I, it's definitely one of the longer episodes, but it's been fun that I don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I um, honestly thought this thing was two hours long when I sat down to watch it because there's so much in it. It doesn't so much. It does. It, it, it's a full 59 minutes and change, though. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, a one hour special that's really 40 minutes without commercials. Like this is a full it's, it's, hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it feels it sure like I'm, I'm exhausted right now. Like just <laughs> having gone through this whole thing here, it's 82 degrees in my booth and I'm dying. Well then let's, uh, we'll wrap this up guys. What do you want to plug? Tell me about your shows. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so my show is Jingle Jank. Jerry, we're still going to have you on. We'll probably do it after the new year though, when things sure. get a little, little easier. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll, we'll have a blast doing it. So oh, we yeah. find obscure and offbeat Christmas music on YouTube, uh, my, my best friend Jay and I, uh, we, we try to find the weird stuff, the wacky stuff. Uh, if you've heard the song before, it's probably not something we're going to to showcase on the show. So we, we try to pick a theme each week. We go through five to eight songs, and we just have a, a real good time. Sometimes the music is awful, and, and it's obscure music. And by its nature, a lot of it is awful. So we'll poke some lighthearted fun at it. Other times, the music is really, really good. It's just something you may not know exists. And you'll come away with, uh, uh, with a new artist or something that you hadn't heard before. So check us out. Uh, you can find us at jinglejank.com. You can find all the links to our socials, and, and we're on all the major platforms. Wherever you buy your podcast, you can find it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me on Tis the Podcast. I'm one of the three co-hosts along with Tom and Julia, who you've also heard on this show before, as special guests of Jerry. Um, we basically every week cover a different Christmas movie or television special and, uh, rank out a scale of one to 10, essentially with a lot of banter and sarcasm and trolling, uh, <laughs> in the middle. And we keep a canonical list on our website, justapodcast.com, in which we have our definitive average rankings, but, uh, it's a fun show. You'll have heard Jerry on there. Scott, we have to get you on. Sure. I'd uh, love to. 
Did you say had. that you've done this this Christmas special on your show? Yeah, we only did it a few months ago. Okay, what what what, what was your score then? You said you oh, rank we, it from one to ten. We, yeah, we nearly gave it a perfect ten. I think. Let me see. Oh, that's awesome! It is awesome. Yeah, I gotta now. I gotta look up because I'm curious. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. I just got real <laughs> curious. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Oh, it averaged seven point six seven. Me and Julia scored it high. I think Tom was the downer on that episode. Wow. Usual. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, check us out to thepodcast.com. Tons of content on there. We've been doing it. We're in year four now. Wow. And, How uh, many episodes? Ooh, we're, near two, we're, we're nearing 200. Nice. And uh, yeah, you will get one episode per week, the week of Christmas. So one episode every day, the week of Christmas. So, so here's my pledge As, to you, Anthony. I've never listened to an episode of your show. And the reason is you guys are, have long episodes and I have like podcast ADD. And I, I also, I'd like to, to finish and start and finish an episode like in one sitting. And I've never found anything really long enough to do it. But because we did this tonight, I am going to immediately go upstairs and I'm going to check out your episode on Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. We'll listen to it, it's in, to it in its entirety. So that's my oh. pledge to you. Let us know what you think in the Discord once you listen I to will. it. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I will end it by saying I believe in miracles and I can tell you why. Once a year, the street I live on sparkles like the sky, all hung with lights for Christmas, twinkling everywhere. The world turns bright for Christmas. And if that isn't a true blue miracle, I don't know what one is. I don't know what one is. (laughs) So check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like you can keep Christmas with you all through the year, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes.